welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am very excited to be here tonight. <laughs> Spend some time with all of you. Want to give you the number really quickly if you would like to call in and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share with us tonight. We do have some things to go over before we get started, so I want to get through those quickly so we can get you guys on the air. First of all, if you are interested in doing a workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these with us. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So just think about something you'd like to talk about and share, you know, your favorite poet, poem, maybe an actual workshop where we go through the step-by-step process of, of writing a poem at the end, whatever it is you want to do. Let me know. Your workshops can be anywhere between 30 minutes and three hours long. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me the uh, MP3 file, or I can set up a conference call with you and I can help you pre-record it if you don't have the means to do that. Or we can do it live. It all depends on what, whatever you want to do. We can even do a combination of both. You know, play part of it as a pre-recorded and then come on live afterwards, answer questions, uh, whatever we need to do. So let me know what you want to put together. We'll get that set up, and it will be amazing, and we do need some of those done. Sometimes getting you guys scheduled is like pulling your hands, teeth, just saying. <laughs> Schedules are very hard things. All right, so, yes, now, very important thing we need to do, and, and in all sincerity, this is... Uh, Something I do on every single show, and somebody once told me it was a little bit overkill, and so, you know, I don't believe that, so I'm doing it anyway, and that is every single week. I like to thank our sponsors, the people, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license in this, our 15th year on the air. Very proud of this community, very proud of what you guys have built here, and I think those of you who dipped into their pockets a little and helped me uh, get part of this taken care of deserve that recognition, because literally we would not no longer be on the air if it were not for the help of our sponsors with our broadcasting license. We wouldn't still be able to be doing this 15 years later. So those of you who helped with our show this year are... Our 2022 sponsors, Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Laurie Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I do want to thank all of you as well who made anonymous donations to the show in the memory of John Music Mancase, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, 
Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. All of you, a heartfelt thank you from our entire community. It is because of you that we are here tonight. So thank you. All right. Poets, do you know what time it is now? Dun, dun, dun. I love my drum roll. It is time for Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. So get your pencils and papers, your pens, your journals, whatever it is you're going to write down this information with. Grab those, get them handy, get them in your hands, because we're going to get started on those in just one second. All right, that was one second. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be doing, uh, starting off with your poetry prompts we will be working with this week. All right, and these prompts are going to be used in all of your writing exercises that we are doing. Uh, so pay attention to these. As I go through these, if you happen to miss one, don't panic. All right, you can come back after the show is archived, after the show's over, and listen to the podcast. Stop and start it at your leisure, and write down whatever you've missed. All righty. So. As we go through, the, through these, remember that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, whatever you do is up to you. So let's get started. Number your papers 1 through 14. 15. I brought an extra. No, I took one away last week. No, I took three away. I added three more back. Anyway, just number your paper 1 through 15. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to run through these. Get them written down. If you miss them, you can get them out of the archives. Number one, shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. Number two, not my backyard. Not my backyard. Three, stranger in my dreams. Stranger in my dreams. Four, too dark for stars. Too dark for stars. Number five, my old self. My old self. Six, perched on the edge of something. I love, I love this one. <laughs> perched on the edge of something. Seven, ink, smoke, and black coffee. Ink, smoke, and black coffee. Eight, a disease called love. A disease called love. Number nine, it started with a kiss. <laughs> it started with a kiss. Ten, a matter of habit. A matter of habit. Eleven, the simpler the truth. The simpler the truth. Twelve, I paint you a picture. I paint you a picture. Thirteen. Tale of two dragons. Tale of two dragons. Fourteen. Dirty walls. Dirty walls. And fifteen. Wind against a watercolor window. Wind against a watercolor window window. All right. So there you have it. That is your 15 
poetry prompts for the week. You can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match them and use line 12, 15, grab three, and then jump down and uh, why not? Like, yeah, grab seven. That'll be work. Yeah, <laughs> mix and match them however you want and into one poem. Or if you're feeling really froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. Yeah, that would be fun, huh? That would be a challenge. <laughs> All right, so next we're going to be going over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this, my dear poets, is what you're going to do with your prompts before you write anything to them. So I know they're amazing and you're all chomping at the bits and ready to get started, but rein it in. You got some work to do. All right, our pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And you should do this. This is a great practice. You're training your brain to be able to, in doing this exercise, I guess I, I started saying it, so I might as well say it, right? Okay, so what you're doing when you do this exercise is you're training your brain to skip past all of the things that your brain automatically jumps to when it hears something that inspires it. So if I say orange, one of the first three images in your mind had, or, uh, orange, okay, so that's works too, orange. Somewhere in there was October, Right? So there's things that are, it's, it's like muscle memory. There's things our brains jump to when we hear something. In doing this exercise, what you're doing is pushing past those and finding the things that lie deeper, the ideas that are maybe darker or more edgy or more personal or more serious or a little bit off the wall, whatever it is. You'd keep digging deeper and you're going to find that poem that is uniquely yours. And that is where you find your voice. So in doing this exercise, and as I said, you should do this with everything you ever sit down and write to before you write to it. You should do this pick apart a prompt exercise because it's going to help you become a better writer in the long run, blah, 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 blah. You've heard a million times before. Unless you've been here first tonight, then you have to go back and listen to the archives. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> to start this, before you begin writing poems to the prompts, I want you to... First, take your prompts and starting on a clean journal page, I want you to take the first prompt and write it on the top of the page. And then I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Okay? And I really, really want you to explore the options you have. I mean, there's some really, really good ones this week on that. If you like that, where was, was a couple of them? Um, I paint you a picture. Tale of two dragons. How many things can that stand in for? What could be a face of who are the dragons? Why are they dragons? What are the two dragons doing? What do they symbolize? Think of at least six different ideas you could write to that one prompt. Okay. When you're done with that one, I want you to jump to the next and write down at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. On down the line till you reach number 12 and you have, again, at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that prompt. And I promise and guarantee you this, you will not make it to number 12, you will not make it to the sixth idea for number 12 for sure, without something grabbing a hold of you and you're going to be off and writing. It's just going to happen. 
and it's going to be something different than what you normally write. And you're going to sit back in your chair, and you're going to go, whoa, whoa. Nyla was right. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) You cannot do this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you because you are going to discover some amazing things when you start looking behind the common ideas. All right? So once again, these are your uh, 15 poetry prompts that you will be writing to and also using, firstly, in your pick-apart-a-prompt-writing exercise. One, shot in the dark. Two, not my backyard. Three, stranger in my dreams. Four, too dark for stars. Five, my old self. Six, perched on the edge of something. Seven, ink, smoke, and black coffee. Eight, a disease called love. Nine, it started with a kiss. Ten, a matter of habit. Eleven, the simpler the truth. Twelve, I paint you a picture. Thirteen, tale of two dragons. Fourteen, dirty walls. And 15, wind against a watercolor window. All right? So as your extra credit free writing journal assignment, and I know that that free writing is, you know, anyway, this is that's just what I call it. So then this is what you're going to do. In your journal, I want you to open up to a blank page. All right? And starting with the first line, shot in the dark, that's what you write on the top of the page. And then you just start telling a story. I don't want you to overthink this. You can read through the prompts and kind of get an idea, you know, maybe a a simple outline in your head of what you want to do. But just start with the first line and write, shot in the dark, rang out through the New York streets, and I ran outside and realized that this is not my backyard, and it wasn't even reality. I was face-to-face with a stranger in my dreams because it was too dark for cells. My old self would have sat there perched on the edge of something, sitting in ink, smoke, and black coffee because, so you get what I'm going. Start with the first one and just start telling a story and somehow, in order, work in all these lines, okay? And this, I promise you, it's fun. It's silly fun in writing. It's not, you know, it's not highbrow, hey, Ma, you must do this because it makes you a cool writer and you can sit down your little funny hat and with your incense, I'll have incense going. Well, I shouldn't make fun of myself. Incense and your little hat and you can snap your fingers and be all cool and posh with poetry. All right, this is silly fun. This is where we allow ourselves to take off the girdles and restraints of our craft and have fun writing. This is our sandlot. So I really hope that some of you do this just for the shits and giggles of it because it reminds you that why you love this craft, why you love to write. Sometimes we put way too much pressure on ourselves. All right. So there you have it. Once again, remember, if I mixed you up or you missed anything, you can come back and listen to the archives and grab any of those prompts. I want to uh, mention again, we have a couple more weeks in our summer Uh, project, our Blackout Poetry Summer Project. So if you are going to be doing those, remember Blackout Poetry is where you take a document or letter or magazine page, a book page, a newspaper, whatever. You scan through it and pick out all the the words and stuff you want to use, and then you black out everything else, creating a whole new piece of writing from the existing text. And it has to be unrecognizable as belonging to the original text. All right. 
If you have questions on that, you can look on my Facebook page, and there's some examples, or you can Google it, Blackout Poetry. There are prizes involved. So if you do one of these, you can send it to me in a message if you don't want to post it on my page, or you can post it on my page for me and the whole world to see. Well, not the whole world, just whoever's on my page. But anyway, for us all to see, all right, and that enters you in the contest. The more times you do this, the more times you get entered. Okay? So, yeah, get busy on those. You've got a couple more weeks to get some of those in. I don't even care if they're a haiku. It doesn't matter. Just get them done. Get her done. There are prizes, prizes, and you'd be really excited if you knew how cool they were. So, again, Blackout Poetry Summer Project. Take a piece of existing text, black out the words you don't want to use, leaving the words that create your new piece of writing, your poem, and post it on my page. That's as good as explanation is going to get. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. You have to have input in order to have output, and that can be through reading. It can be through just going out and and living life you know you have to have experiences in order to have a deep well to pull from when you write our brains are only as good as the input we give them all right and as our writer's discipline every day go out and write a haiku poem when you get up in the morning start looking around and find your 17 syllables a haiku poem is three lines with a 17 syllable count of five seven five syllables per line all right so each day, carry that, carry that pencil and paper with you because it's important. But each day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Find your poem. Slow down. Feed your muse just that much. Okay? And that's it, you guys. Dun, da, da, you're done. That's your inspiration for the Inkwell mini workshop for the week. Again, if you missed it, come back after the show is done airing and pull it up in the archives, and you can listen to the podcast and grab whatever you missed. All right? So we are going to, next we are going to play a recording, and I always stop and end every uh, show with something that you kids have done, my little darlings, have recorded and sent to me. So if you're interested in having that played on the air, you can email them to me to the T-H-E, the, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, or you can send, please turn down your phones, people. That's really not cool when you're sitting here trying to be a professional and your phone starts dinging and you can't get it to turn on so you can turn it down and you're panicking. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, so where was I? Um, audio tracks. Yeah, you can message them to me on MySpace as well. And if you're not on my friends list or contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles. Last name, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And I will get those uploaded to the show's library and we will play them for the world. The track that I'm going to start the show with this week is by King's Cadence. And it's called Symphony Rainbow. Here you go. This is King's Cadence, and this poem is called Symphony. All right, so here we go. 
somewhere over the rainbow, we made plans of you and I holding little his and her hands. A power in color schemes to things that newly expecting parents often dream. Not knowing well with each day passing the stepping on of eggshells. And prayers laid that this union doesn't fail. The enjoyments and togetherness of these appointments and hands alternating on your stomach and love at levels that even inside you feel wanted. Name selections, promises of a short protection so worth the weight that it still comes with stressing. But then we get closer, more afraid like we can almost see the day our bundle of joy is finally on its way. Before the doctor turns to say with that serious look on his face that we can't find a heartbeat. We don't detect movement choruses of I'm sorry and me trying to stop you from losing it. And then panic. And then grief and then the pain that's running so deep. I try my best to hold you complete but the anguish in you tells me to leave you be. Looking at this empty room that's a constant remainder of you. Already collected clothing and baby furniture that it hurts to move. Feeling like you can never go through these hurts again. But it's the same so many parents are damaged when the baby lands somewhere over the rainbow. Please forgive my ignorance. But how do we have such hurting that swells deep within for a baby that I've never held? My soul feels disturbed as if I'm out comforted by the words, my Lord, how do you take life before what's born? What use does it serve? I close my eyes tightly and cradle your dreams so vivid. I still feel that I'm able to. The emptiness, I simply just don't understand how this is best. Don't see the smiles her mother wore. Furthermore, doctors warned that she would never again bore. And me seeing the tears running, we both have heartbreak and can't take it anymore. Praying for acceptance, putting away evidence of the planning, and tears run, you can't imagine how bad I need understanding. All that's left on my wishes to follow my child over the rainbow. And peace. That was King's Cadence, absolutely phenomenal poet. We miss him very much and very much glad that he is still here with us, touching us with, touching us with poems like that. Now, I did get a very chastising email this week, and I want to uh, address that because I guess on the first Thursday of the month, and I, I wasn't here, and then last week I didn't do it, and I'm supposed to, per contract with you guys, I'm supposed to read a poem or play something of mine on the first Thursday, and so I was told that I wasn't going to get away with not doing it, and was asked to play this poem tonight, so I am going to do that, because that was our deal. <laughs> All right, so this is a really old one, but it's what they asked me to play, and so therefore I am going to do it. Um, yeah, it's a real old recording. So anyway, here we go. This is Lake at the River's End. 
The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure no relief for the empty arms of his soul only he hears the twin harps echo transcending him to stand beside her to look but never touch her because he loved her too much or not enough could this be the truth told as such her tears slow in motion fall, still two souls heed their call, in the ripples they stand face to face, what is lost love is still to embrace, the image she sees beside her, that dreams deliver from her, his love is all she could have ever dared, now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow, never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. Our hearts do pay so dearly, when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips. To hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need. Seeing everything on the surface of the lake, make no mistake, because there's been one too many here. Skipping stones, distorting what should be seen so clear, that while two fools stand a world apart, two souls have joined and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other, barring nothing that their dreams did lack. The pen's then tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end, a thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. Going to a lot of Shakespeare plays about that time when I wrote that one. Can you tell? <laughs>
All right, obligation met. I'm off the hook. All right, you guys. So, you know what time it is now, right? It's time for you guys. If you are on hold, I will get to you momentarily. First, I want to give out the number. If you would like to call in tonight, it is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read tonight. If you're on hold, remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 863 is our first caller, or 860 with numbers, remember. All right, 860 is our first caller tonight, okay? So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's very important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Right now, you can read two normal-length poems. If the lines get too busy tonight, we need to switch that back to just one, and it happens on your turn. I apologize, uh, but I will let you know if we get to that point on our call our callers. Remember when you are done reading to give out your URL. It's important for people to know how to find you and and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember that we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. All right? You know where the line is. Don't push it. <laughs> mature rating, not adult rating. I'm going to go ahead and give you the uh, lineup. It looks like everybody's in. Good. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the lineup, give the first three callers to kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 860-575-731 and 702. Jimmy, you're the fourth caller. All right. So let's go ahead and grab 860. Jessica. Yes, you knew it's me. It's Jessica Brooke, and I have two for you. Okay. Perfect. Um, this one's called My Past Let's Me Breathe. Discordant echoes of my past haunt me in rhythm and step with my fear, disregarding my tears. Although they flow freely, they do not spell weakness, for relief ensues as they fall. My father is in no, no longer in charge of my emotions, no screaming in anguish, no heartbeat racing, no reminders, no hatred, only remembrances of love, good deeds, and positivity. For in every one, I believe life's some good, unless out there is sheer evil. My dad was not one. His drinking made him evil. When sober, he was kind. These sort of pendulums cloud my mind, for as it used to really cause me grief at one time long ago, to hate and love at once, for I didn't see the good outside of the bad. I focused on painful feelings, tears, and foreboding, yet now I can see his eyes, not clouded with substance, filled with kindness and love. I can see him on the sidelines as he cheered me on, my happiest memory of many, of a man who did me wrong, yet did not deserve to be forever a scourge to me, yet a flawed human being, one who also brought me joy, spent moments with me I can cherish, truly the healthier way to perceive, my past now lets me breathe. And poem. Love the person, hate the addiction. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, Love that the next, piece. Thank you. Um, next one, I, I don't have a title. I think I'm just going to call it self-doubt for now. Um, okay. 
still doubting what I can achieve. Am I living up to my potential? Definitely not up to my standards. I reach so high until inevitably I crash, just more difficult each time to get back up. This rocky cliff I climb crumbles beneath my feet as each step is tentative. Yet if I take a leap, if I truly follow my dreams, part of me is still doubting what I can achieve. Yet inside I am simmering, my spirit is bubbling, doubts overflowing, yet I rise above struggle. Pain is just another ugly four-letter word, best to be left out of my vocabulary, or I will still make excuses due to suffering of any kind. I am only limited with my own mind. And poem. You know, there was a picture a lot that I had a long time ago, and I wish I still had it, but I absolutely loved it. And it was of this little girl, you know, maybe six or seven years old, and she's got on a little flower print dress, not something ruffly, more like a, just like a little sundress. And mm-hmm. her hair's all messed up, and she's holding her, her eyes are closed real tight, and she's holding her hands up in front of her, like she's blocking herself or pushing something away. And her hands are covered in dirt. And on her one hand, there's a huge Band-Aid. And I loved that picture so much. I related to that picture so much. And it was like, to me, it represented my fight through a lot of things in my childhood where I fought to keep that inner child in me alive, where I fought to keep that part of me they were all trying to destroy untouched, you know, and and that was me standing there fighting against them and protecting that thing inside of me that I loved so much. And when you read that poem, that's what it really, really made me think of is, you know, there's all these things throughout the entire piece you're talking about being strong or, you know, that type of thing. And it made me think about that picture and picture you as that little girl, you know, where, you know, I'm still, you know, this is really a hellhole, but I'm still going to fight to protect me, you know. And you obviously did that or you wouldn't be writing the way that you're writing right now, and that makes me very proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I love that poem. Yes. That was the most recent one, so I decided to share that because I hadn't put it on online or anything. So I decided to share it for the first time on your show. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Jessica. You're not in the chat room, but uh, we're machinist. Jimmy's in there, and he said the same thing. Fantastic job, Jessica. Ah, thank you, Jimmy. Um, okay, um, yeah, where you can find me on Facebook, um, Jessica Brooke Miller, and there's another one, Jessica Brooke, and my YouTube channel is Jessica Brooke's Poetry. Um, that's about it. Um, thank you for letting me read and giving me this platform, Nyla, and um, have a have a good night. And I'll, I'm in, looking forward to listening to everybody else. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. You did a great job tonight. Thank you. Our next caller comes from Area 575. 575. Is that Levi? That's Levi. This is me. How are you, Nyla? Hello, my darling sir. I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing pretty good tonight. Not too shabby. 
Um, well, I'm, I'm very coming glad from you're here, my dear. Tucumcari, New Mexico, for all those who don't know. So, <laughs> and um, I'll I have two for you tonight. Okay. Um, let's see. The first one is entitled "Does Petulance Trump Presidents? A Letter to Our Former President." Dear dictator with the suicide hair, commentator to the world, diagram with the diaphragm lips of another modern-day Caesar, you have the longitude and latitude voice of direction directing us to your version of the truth. But there is a reason why serpents display their tongues like guns, rifles fired to anyone who treads their territory. And we are simply mice in your fork-tongued world. Be little or be eaten. Relinquish or retire the right to your honor. But honor is what makes a man strong. It's what bricks his home and mortars his family. It's what stripes his flag and dots his stars. It's the red of his blood, the white of his scars, and the blue of his bruises. It's the memories of a nation with pride, without prejudice, he tries to remember. But you built a wall, a wall of resentment toward your proclamation of policy. And we, the people, the mice, are dragged behind your diplomacy, dragged like a trophy carcass by the thread of our future, stumbling to get back up on our feet. But walls can only stand for so long. Mice always find a way to get through. We are a strong people and will uphold the constitution of what made our country what it is today, a place where we are not distinguished as mice or serpents, but as Americans. We will not fold. We will not falter. We will prevail. America the powerful. America the great. America the proud and the strong in peace. So much that makes us, I don't know, what is it? Like that song you said, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually, that was um, one of the poems in my book that I wrote and I published in 2020. So he was actually, he was our he was our current president then, so, but yeah. Mhm. Yep. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, What's your second one? <laughs> my second piece is called Inevitably My Own. I don't want to die, but I don't want to live knowing death will be my only accomplishment. I merge from bedpost to bedpan and back. My splintered thighs plead with the battle cries of too much comfort. I am the broken people you see at hospitals, asylums, the morgue, cradling their disability like a church pew, like a crutch, like a their long lost lover found 
like a starved dog clutches his bone. I am the definition of the broken, but I want my scars to remember me. Every curve of my body, every wrinkle of my skin, untainted virgin to pain. I want my scars to wear me and always remember where they came from. I don't want to live. If it means living without myself. But I don't want to die if knowing all I did was die. Every moment, every memory, I find myself closer to the end now. Clouds are calling me home, and the rain pours harder and stronger. My bones weigh me down. Remember me not as a dead man, but as a life worth dying, a man in escape from himself in peace. That was intense. I love the lines where you said, I want my scars to remember me, to wear yeah. me. <laughs> and that, yeah. That, that, that was pretty, um, that was pretty, I don't even know what the word is that I'm trying to say. I already said intense. It wasn't that. It was just, it was just very profound. Yeah. I appreciate it. An epic thought. Yeah, that one was also in my book. So, and if anybody wants to buy my book, it is currently on sale on Amazon. So, it's entitled "The Autobiography of a Broken Kid" by Levi J. Miracle, and you can find me on um, Facebook under the Poetry and Writings of Levi J. Miracle. That's L-E-V-I-M-E-R-I-C-L-E. And I'm also on Poets and Writers Database. You can see all my publications and stuff there. And listen to my songs if you haven't. You know, <laughs> I always, I always put that out there too. So. So Levi, do you have a pen in front of you? A pen. Um, mhm. Pencil. Crap. I, no, I have. Lipstick. I'm, I have Word. Word. You see, and I have my computer in front of me, so that will work. Millennials, do you hear my disdain? Buy a pencil. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I have. I know. I, I get. I get an F for this, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have a title for your next book. Okay. And I want you to start working on the title poem. And there's no time frame on this. Mhm. I am my own soulmate. Hmm. My own soulmate. I am I like that. my own soulmate. I knew you would. <laughs> it's got you yeah, written could, all over it. I could it. do something with that, yeah. I would love to see what you do for that with that. Okay. Yeah, especially I'll, with the I'll one you wrote on in 20. I want, to see, I want to see what's changed in a couple of years. So that's your next book. Yeah. And that's your title poem. Okay. Awesome. I don't care if you don't okay. publish it for 20 years, but you're going to do it, right? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell everyone again how to find you, honey. Uh, Facebook, uh, Levi J. Miracle. Um, I'm also on Poets and Writers Database. And uh, you can find all my work there. Just type in my name in their search engine and you'll find me. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. 
and I ha- okay. I just have little pieces here and there, so just go read them if you can. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Nyla. See you next week. Again. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731. Mike, you are on the air. You better you better unmute me. I did unmute you. I know. Post I'm at the haste. office. I'm at the office. Somebody are was you? standing here at the beginning of the show, and we were talking about the part where uh, you want to thank the people that contributed. And uh, he said, what would you say? I said, Spank. Spank. <laughs> I said, she's a really popular host. People out there scratching their heads going, what, what's he talking about? We won't go there, though. <laughs> I saw you. Yeah. Uh, I was over at the coast this weekend, and I was driving through Lincoln City, and there was a shop called the Chocolate Bullfrog. It made me think of you. Really? Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Made mm-hmm. me smile. I went out to a restaurant and had some bullfrogs the other day. They were pretty good, pretty good. Not like the ones I used to gig in my youth. I think these fellows were probably brought over from maybe Indonesia or somewhere. I was just a little frozen. Oh, anyway. So in, in, in uh, doing my due diligence on Thursday before the show, just going through and copying off old poems and things and I'm thinking about it. A year, I'm going to have everything that matters, maybe, maybe. But I'm enjoying doing it. Um, occasionally, I find something from the past on your show, which I think you liked. Pretty sure you liked this one pretty well. Uh, may hit home a little bit. This is a poem called "The Happy Narcissist" by Michael Todd. Here's to that girl often talked about who never met a mirror she did not adore. One that only affirms, never casts doubt. She sees, smiles, often whispers, score. Never one to be seen out, not in fashion. Not averse to calling out her own name, caught up in the throes of passion, those moments which allow for self-acclaim. Short on admirers, but I have to wonder why. Truly, this girl never meant anyone harm. Why blame her for giving it her best try? It is not her fault she cannot hide her charm. At least she does not sulk about in a pout. Rather, she can be counted on to radiate. What is the gain in reveling in self-doubt? Put it to a number. She knows she will rate. She knows there are cynics who pays no mind, shrugs it all off and considers the source. They have no right or reason to be so unkind. Just let it ride when not inclined to endorse. I have a personal interest, I readily admit. Cold hard fact, I live for when she says, do these pants, well, do they fit? Or how do I love me? Let you count the ways. End poem. <laughs> How do you love me? 
I love the line in there where it says, calls out her, but I know I'm going to butcher it, but calls out her own name in throes of passion. <laughs> that was a great poem. Thanks. That requires a great deal of confidence. It does. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next poem I have here, it's not quite as risque, or is it? This is called The Honeymoon Planner by Michael Todd. The wedding planner had come for the second meeting. Not solo, she brought Carla, her new partner in crime. If there was any intimidation, that soon was fleeting. Once this girl began with her plan, our couple sat in mine. She was a dark-haired beauty with a southwest accent. Nothing is more enticing than a red dress in Texas. She had multiple personas, good to go to augment a plethora of persuasion, all you need to excess. She slid her bag off her shoulder to ply her wares. Bear in mind, any girl this move made was seductive. By now, all three were caught in slack-jawed stairs, all indications this meeting would be productive. Our prospective bride grew up all prim and proper, prone to wearing monogram sweaters, sensible shoes. Get her out of her shell so nothing could stop her. Carla saw herself there back before she paid her dues. Groom-to-be was raised a shy mama's boy, typical. His dad was a hen-pecked man a weekend layabout. Had things been different, Dad might have been a bull. Carla inspires the boy to take a different route. Came the day, wedding planner had her ducks in a row. Preacher man spoke standard words to unite in bliss. The groom said, uh-huh, and the bride thought, let's go. What was going through their minds, anybody's guess. Wedding reception, standard package worth all the fee. Carla's package was deluxe. She offered a little more. You should always eat what you pay for. We all agree. Honeymoon, none too soon, finds Carla meeting our happy couple at the door. End poem. <laughs> that was awesome. That 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 just leaves you, that was a hell of a cliffhanger. The ending? Really? Yeah. I want to know what happens now. No, there is no part two. I know. That doesn't mean I can't want a part two. Write it. Always leave him wanting for more. There you go. (laughs) All right, folks. You want to come hang out with me? MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And uh, that's where all my poems are that are visible to the eye. There you have it. If you're ever, Thank you, if you're Michael. In Southwest, if you're ever in Southwest Tennessee, look me down. And go at both Bye, now, <laughs> that's right. Bye, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. All right, Ian. All right. Our next caller, 7. 
1-800-202. Needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyway. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. I'm trying to get my uh, audio connections going on here. I can, you know, uh, <clears throat> it's not a complaint on Michael because I'm probably more long-winded than, than he is, but I figured I had at least a couple more minutes of banter, so I was running out of the house with my water trying to get back to my studio here in the car. <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay, now I got the audio. Isla, how you doing? Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, at your service. It is a pleasure to have you here, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it is. It is. It is more. The pleasure is more mine to actually be here in this wonderful venue with all of these wonderful people. And I gotta say now, it's. Um, you know, I haven't been back for a long time uh, since I was gone for for a really long time. As far as when I first returned back, uh, do, appearing on the shows here, <laughs> we talked about it. It was a little sporadic at first. I kind of had to get back into it. Um, but I've seen, and I don't know what this will mean to you because you're seeing the big picture and I'm seeing a part of the picture since I, since my return. And uh, But I'm seeing a lot of growth here and I'm seeing a lot of um, the posts that are on here that are growing, but also um, it seems to be even tighter knit and, um, you know, we're getting some folks that have been around for a while, but I am familiar familiarizing myself with now, but then also some more from the past, like Jessica, who was on earlier, uh, and it's it's starting to really feel, I'm going to tinge to the old days, Nyla, can you feel it? <laughs> I don't know if it's the old days, because I, I, it's like every day is a new day, I'm right here, I'm right here right now with y'all. Yeah, but, but I do know what, what you mean. mean. You know for sure. I do. I for sure know what not, you mean. Just that, that family, right. that familiarity. Yeah. Yeah, and it's never going to be exact because it is a different time. It is a different um, family, like you said. But uh, definitely um, starting to feeling more like that now than, than I've felt since then. Well, you're, find, you're finding your little, your niche, your niche in our, in, in the new family. You know, things change. You come well, home, they say you can never go home, and that's true, you know. And, and I know that you were <clears throat> not nervous. That's not, not the right word. It just took you a little bit to jump in the pool when you first came back, as you just said, you know. Um, seven years. Seven years or so. I'm it's just, a long time, uh, not just for, go ahead and no, I'm just going to say I'm really glad that you are feeling that familiarity now. That means hey, I'm, that I really, I'm really glad you say that. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's uh, – now, we talked a little bit last time about the whole, you know, the mythos of the word machinist, you know, the dark poet and, and how that got started. And mm-hmm. I told you – I don't know if you saw my post, but – or no, I mentioned it last, last week. That's right. But I did find that cache of, of poems from, from back in those days. And it's literally mm-hmm. everything I posted when I first got on MySpace, which is, uh, I mean, really a treasure trove for a lot of different reasons. But um, as I'm pulling them up one by one, and it's going to take time, and it's fine. Because like I said, it's like unwrapping it. You know, I haven't seen these poems in forever. So it's, it's, it's a new, like a new surprise every time to reacquaint myself. Uh, but I'm also starting to read some of the ones that might have had a hand in the whole uh, – dark poet reputation so I'll start out with one of those and um, 
kind of, uh, I would say this would be along the lines of um, um, kind of in the vein of the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil, but I would say darker. So neither you may or may not remember this one. This is called I Am the One. I am the one whose coming was foretold in long-lost pages, uttered from the lips of fools intoned from old dark sages. My armies are those of legion, pawns who cracked the bell. I was not made in your heaven, and I do not come from hell. I am older than the dirt you toil, the one who steals your breath, the eyeball in your caviar, the crystal in your meth. I am the one who tussled with the whores of Sodom's land, a hero at King Arthur's court, killed the dragon with my hands. I kick boxcars like toy blocks when my tornado touches down. I'm sadness in the brightest smile, the laughter inside the frown. Seen me in your rearview mirror, black shadow in the rain, the maggots in your coma. Have you guessed my name? I built the pyramids with mud and sand. Stonehenge is my death clock. I opened for Sabbath in Baton Rouge, made the hordes of humans rock. An enigma of passing arrogance whispered among the tribes. The mystery of my reign of truth is the knife of every lie. Asexual in my twisted nature, but I've made fair maidens scream. The thrust of my behemoth, the lust of forbidden dreams. I am the one who broke your heart, the plug in passion's drain. Murderous thoughts of all good men, silent wisdom of the insane. You've heard me on the radio, the frantic static on your dial. I'm the regret of the elderly, mischief of the bastard child. Doomed to walk the dark back roads, a quilt of madness I've stitched. The star of every campfire tale, I spawned the cruel bell witch. I am kicking drops of sweat that tickle your inner treat, the rust blot in your well water, poison in your fresh-killed meat. I poured the tea into Boston Harbor and laughed at your taxation. Your misery in times of woe causes me great celebration. Wise men think I'm Lucifer. I kicked his ass, for I have no soul. The jagged tip of every peak, dweller of the darkest. I am the one, I am the light, your flesh is mine to flay, the scheme in your silent thoughts, the venom in the words you say. I am older than the universe, I come from another time, trickery of the alchemist, nonsense in the poet's rhyme. I am the one, can you feel me? I am from another dimension. Pray now for your end of days, for you have my full attention. End poem. I don't want his full attention. All right. Someone distract him quick. So so that was 2008. Actually, probably uh, that would be the tail end of the uh, MySpace era. Um, Yeah, so, um, and this is, well, this is after, um, I believe this is after the creation of Old Bill, but this is not about Old Bill. Because as we know, old Bill, we have not ascertained if he's truly evil or not. This guy definitely is. Um, 
So I, I wrote uh, a poem today, and I wanted to show this really quick to show, and, and I know a lot of the writers know, but you can be inspired by anything. It doesn't have to be what you think it's going to be. Sometimes that inspiration is just a push. It's just a shove. It's a little nudge. So today at work, I'm putting the Danishes, which you were really a fan of, the cherry ones I spilled all over the floor a few weeks back. Um, but I had a palette of muffins that I had to get put in there, and they were blueberry muffins. And I just, I never write the titles. I always write the poem first and title after. But once on occasion, I will. And I just, for some reason, I'm putting them away, and I'm looking at the word on the label, blueberry, blueberry. Blueberries are fascinating, aren't they? They're not like anything else. Sometimes they're sweet as hell, and other times they're soft and kind of bland, and it, it's just different than anything, and it's kind of fun. So I think that everybody uh, in their poem. life... Go ahead. Yes. Everything in their, everybody in their life should... Eat way too many blackberries, or yeah. blueberries one time. Yeah, Eat like no, three I don't cups think of blueberries. Gonna, yeah, that's not going to It makes your poop well. blue. But the, uh, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> oh, good. A little well, uncommon, very, very nice. un- unknown fact. That's, uh, so there's that. got to be from the peel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to be trying that anytime soon, but... Uh, so, Nyla, I, uh, I wrote this poem called Blueberry, and it was not what you'd think. It actually is very sad, very, uh, you know, the way it came out. But And that was what I was originally going to read today. But then I remembered that you had said something last week about a poem you thought I was going to read. Do you remember which one that was? That who was going to read? That I was going to read last week. You had it all set up and queued up and ready. Oh, and I didn't crap. I don't remember which one it is. I'd have to go find it now. Okay. So, actually, did I... Um, so that's not, um, I thought it was mailbox, but I thought, but then again, I thought I read it. Was, it was, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, it was, okay. it was funny. It made me, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll go ahead and do that one. Blueberry will have to wait. Um, as will hammers. Well, now, now that's just, now I have to wait? What? Well, which one do you want? Read, read you can't blue- break the two yeah, Make it so hard, Jimmy. All right, so read Blueberry, and I want you to. Can you email me a copy of? Because I want to read it while you're reading. I want to read along with you while you're reading it next week. The mailbox one. Okay. Okay, we can okay. do that. Okay. Okay. So this is Blueberry. This was written um, about, I'll say, maybe seven hours ago. <clears throat> which makes it a speakeasy exclusive. Blueberry. She loved blueberries, so they called her that. Eating them by the pint, and if she could, by the flat. Too much, they said, and you will get sick. Ah, but Blueberry had a plan. She knew a place, a trick. Only four years old when her and Mama passed the place. Blueberries! Growing wild, she stuffed them in her little face. Winter came, don't go outside, in the snow and frosty cold. But she knew she could find them, for she was big now and old. My God, Pa, have you seen her? We can't find our little girl. Futile search party endeavors, while the icy cold wind swirled. 
Next morning, they found her in the snow, partially buried, with a smile, looking just asleep, their little frozen blueberry. And boom. Oh. Go back and rewrite that. <laughs> you wanted me to do that with Angels Cried Above, too, remember? And I'm not, no. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I don't kill off a lot of kids in my poems, but occasionally. Um, well, I, I, you know, it's one wild geez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the dark poet thing has to come out every once in a while. Um, it was, uh, I, had the blue, I had blueberry in my head, and before I even, and, and you have to understand, I don't, I'm at work, so I don't, I can't write this whole thing at that moment. I'm putting product away. But I stopped. I get my phone out. I get my little note thing out, and I'm typing it in. And, yes, I actually did used to carry the notepad with, with the actual pen. It just it falls out of my pocket. I keep it full. And, um, but before I even wrote it down, I knew that Blueberry would be a nickname for a little girl who loved blueberries. I knew that. And before I actually started to write that first part, so I could just have the first part down so I wouldn't forget, um, I, it just it hit me. Her fate hit me. And it just had to be written somebody. And, and it's like anything else. It's like when you're compelled, your muse is really revving up and you're compelled, and you go to write something. And whether it's positive or sad or crazy, um, you can't deny that because it really does come from within, and that's kind of what happened there. So poor little blueberry, right? Do you know how much I love blueberries? I planted 16 blueberry bushes all along my back fence this year. Well, let's better post some pictures on Facebook now. And, and you killed off Blueberry. I'm very upset right now. I cannot tell. I may be traumatized. I may end up on Oprah because I am so traumatized. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> well, I mean, come out you of just got, you're focused on the wrong part. You're, you're focusing on the end, but focus on the beginning. The, the, the sweet little girl who loves Blueberry. How sweet is that? I mean, she, she had four good years. <laughs> You're horrible. Well, hey, you know what? You started this with all that dark poet crap last week. So, uh, but oh, no, too not funny. Um, too funny. It's, it's all. It's always a pleasure, and uh, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, so I am on. I'm <laughs> are, uh, doing so, a lot of branching out, trying to get some stuff going. I do have some. Um, Really cool news, but I want to wait till next week because I'm working on finalizing details right now, uh, just on some, some personal stuff. Uh, but you can find me on Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. Uh, my recordings are on ReverbNation.com forward, forward slash Word Machinist. That's all my recorded works. I do have videos on YouTube. There's a few, and there will be more added. Uh, and that is also Word Machinist. I'm telling you, Word Machinist, you can't go wrong. Also, uh, I am on Instagram, so if you will follow me there, I'll follow you back, and we'll just make a party of it. And TikTok, yes, I finally caved in, you know, much goading and pushing and shoving, and I'm finally there, and I have several videos, most of them are poetry promos, but I'm having fun with the videos there and doing some audio stuff as well. So check me out there if you're there. And... Uh, Give a follow, get a follow. Nyla, thank you so much, and um, you uh, have a great, wonderful rest of the evening. Don't think too much about Little Blueberry's fate, and I think you'll get through it just fine. How can I not? You emailed it to me. <laughs> well, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I love you, Jimmy. Great job tonight. Hey, hey, wait, wait, Nyla. Nyla, reverse prompt. Uh-huh. Prompt for Nyla. Rewrite Blueberry by Word Machinist. Rewrite it by Nyla and change nothing but the last um, four, two lines. Oh, no, you, you don't want to give me that because I'll break that rule and and you will not believe what's going to happen to the the person who, like, you know, buried her. She was, you, you didn't miss the whole poem, right? She went out in a blizzard. It's cold. Nobody buried her. I did. The word machinist did in writing. I know face. you did. That, like I said, wait till you see what happens to the person that buried her. Oh, this is, this, Nyla versus word machinist. I think I might see a collaborative war here. All right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, your sweetheart, and I love you. You have no idea so how much. dark I can really get. Sorry. <laughs> no, I do because you spawned. You you actually prompted, and we don't know how many, but at least one serial killer with your little notebook that you left behind. So you're you're darker oh. than anyone. I'm never I know. Oh my god, <laughs> that was horrible. That was horrible. You There's somebody out there life. that is now so traumatized they'll never leave their house because they stole my journal out of my car. Yeah, or they stole the journal and they became what your journal described. You're looking at you. You're letting yourself off light. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> this is true. Oh God, it's another story. You guys don't get to hear it now. Thank you for reminding nope. me. So traumatic. No problem. When we host our show, we'll talk about it more. Okay, works for me. All right, Nyla. Love you. Have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> you too, Jimmy. Thank you. <laughs> That's what happens when you get to know people too well. They start to learn your secrets, right? Okay, our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We've got 903 followed by 832 followed by 219. All right, so 903, Mr. Eric, my darling. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How you are you doing? You sent me frogs. You sent me frogs. I did. You got did. frogs. Yeah. <laughs> so I I did this uh, little. So I'm on allpoetry.com and they got these little contests and I uh, didn't get anything. I did win. I got a little trophy. Uh, but it was uh, a little fun. Women's school, right? And a uh, woman that. She made, I don't know if she made that or she just put it there, but I think she made the contest. Anyway, she uh, dug it and said that's exactly what she envisioned when she posted that um, little clip, that little clip art of the frogs. So I wanted to show you the picture this time because I've read poetry prompt, uh, or sorry, photo, uh, photography or digital art inspired poetry without showing you so i did this time but hang on i just lost my page so give me two seconds (laughs) i just had it my damn my damn phone give me two seconds and pull it right back up so anyway this contest is a photo contest and as you can see there's three or there's four frogs and they're having a quartet and they're having a sing out and having a jolly Jolly old time. Anyway, so I uh, decided to do this uh, little contest, and they call it—they actually called it the Frontier Quartet. 
and uh, they also said that it's a froggy quartet underneath it, so that's kind of what the title is, so I just went with that. So here we go. Froggy Quartet. By Froggy Quartet by Eric Schulman. There's four grown frogs dressed in pin strips, sh- shirts, and flat-brimmed hats, harmoniously synced, singing sonorous, sonorous, orchestrated, happy, symphonic, symphonic melodies while pedaling on a tricycle, hooping and hollering at the top of their lungs, cheering and sneering at all the bystanders, expressing themselves overtly, singing of good, great, and better times with their families, friends, and fans, extremely ecstatic, ecstatically energetic, showing off their masterful talents by doing extended solos, spontaneously singing off each other's beats, maintaining their tunes and pitches perfectly, hopefully having a positive effect on everyone they see and pass by. Their goals are to be happy and spread their happiness with the entire city as they do this all day and all night. Their t- and their talent shows as passerbyers throw money at them for being today and tonight's beautiful heartfelt entertainment and helping others by cheering them up from their darkness of hard times and their offset mindsets. They all, they are all, oh, sorry, my bad. They are thanked and much appreciated by these passerbyers. They are truly grateful. That's in peace. And that's when when the contest. That's awesome. Yep, that was the one. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was a couple very, other there were a couple cool. other people too. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, so I went ahead and played like I was going to uh, play by your rules, and uh, so I just did today's homework, which is one of your prompts. Uh, it started with a kiss. So here we go. It started with a kiss by Eric Schumann. It started with a kiss, which evolved, which evolved into pleasurable bliss, until she hissed, missed, pissed, dis, dismissed me into this endless, hellacious abyss. She condemned me to this circular, recycling amiss, remiss, premiss, submiss. That's in peace. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So well, thank I'm you. assuming uh, that didn't go well, right? <laughs> of course not. Actually, the title actually reminded me of a song too, uh, "The Killers." Uh, crap, I forgot what that song was called. The Killers is a rock band. I can't remember what the song's called, but anyways, they have <laughs> they have the beginning of the song. They have the beginning of the song. It started with a kiss, or no? It, uh, Oh, how did it begin like this? Is I think is what it was. Yeah, how did it begin like this? And then uh, it was just a kiss, and now she's taking a drag, and so on and so forth. But anyways, it kind of reminded me of that, so I just kind of went a dark way. (laughs) 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 I was just like, well, how can I make this really dark? (laughs) 
and messed up. See, but, and, it, and it was fun. You, you did that on the spur of the moment. You heard the thing. You sat down and wrote it and had fun That's with right. it. And, you know, yeah, I love it when people can do that, when they when they allow themselves the freedom to just jump into something and play with it and make messy with their muses. Yeah, it's great. And it's fun and challenging sometimes, but definitely worth it. And uh, it's cool because uh, it actually, it helps you get out of your comfort zone because a lot of writers, you know, they're not like me. They just write what they write. And some of them get stuck in, you know, whatever that is. Like, yeah, and I know it's really easy to do. Right you know, unless you step and, out of your yeah, comfort just, zone, you don't grow. Yeah, you know? it becomes a mechanical thing, yeah. It's like they turn into mm-hmm. a robot in my eyes, but that's just me, you know. I mean, I have my things that I write too, but <laughs> but I do like to get out of my comfort zone on occasion. It's nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, I do appreciate the prompts. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for having the platform. Appreciate it. And I'm glad you liked the, my version. I need to get. I need to start listening to each one of your shows and get the prompts, and then basically start writing them down again and start doing the. One you told us about where you have the separated ones, where you have the titles to each poem, but you actually write down six more, and then you write your words that describe, and then synthesis to the or, well, stanzas, stanzas, whatever, but mm-hmm. to each one. So I like those too. You know, if Thanks you go to my me. Facebook page and you mm-hmm. go under, I think it's called Media or Photos now, and go to Albums, I actually yep. have three or four different albums in there and there's a whole bunch of the prompt lists that I've put up. I've not put up any of the new ones lately because it's summertime and I am spinning too many plates, but I do that more towards the fall and winter to give you stuff to play with. So if you find those, I mean, there's a great place to start because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, no, I definitely will. And uh, I actually got on to Writer's Digest and they have like 200, 300. My mom actually got me a book of writing prompts, not just for poetry. Uh, but I actually gave uh, one of those to to my nephew, the one that writes poetry. He's doing the Dungeons and Dragons thing right now, but he's uh, 13. <laughs> so he, like, he likes to write short stories more than poetry, but he does like poetry. And I got him to read uh, like over 500 poets and poetesses, try to figure out what's good and what's not. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, and like I said, one day I'll get him, and he doesn't live here. I mean, he doesn't live, like, he lives in Oklahoma. But one day I'll have him on the phone, and I'm going to try to get him on the show so he can read his poetry. He has written poetry. I helped him. He wanted me to be his mentor. He also wants me to write, well, actually not write, but uh, type up, like, 300 to 500, maybe even 1,000 poems, which I have more than enough. But... And uh, he wants me to he wants me to put them into a book, so he'll have Uncle Eric's uh, collected works. Well, you better get busy. So that he can read them. Oh yeah. Well, I got some that I can't let him read until he's eighteen. So, but yeah, oh, <laughs> I had to censor bull, myself. Bull, you <laughs> learned you knew all that stuff when you were fourteen. So don't think that he's not learning that stuff now. It's I good to control what that. our children what learn, though. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, I wasn't saying that. What I was saying was that I've been told, you know, by his mom, now, of course, I learned a lot of stuff when I was 14, too. That's for sure. (laughs) But, I mean, it wasn't from my uncle. 
<laughs> or my uncle's <laughs> aunt. But good but point. Good point. That, good point. Yeah, his mom, <laughs> my my sister told me, you know, no sex, no cussing, you know, so on and so forth. So that's but fine. You know what? I'll Maybe do things one like that. Where, people should learn from their uncle because if we don't control yep. how they learn things, they're going to learn it in ways we may not want them to learn. That's right. Definitely. There's my family plug for the week. <laughs> there you go. Family Fantastic advice. job, Eric. Nyla. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great night. I'm going to stay on the show and try to listen to the rest if I don't fall fall asleep. I did have a long day at work, too. So, But <laughs> glad you well, liked my phone. We're glad you're hanging with us. You relax. You've earned it. All right. I will. Thank you so much. And I'll you talk to you next welcome. week. All right. Thank you so much, Nyla. Love you. I'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller. Mr. Blue Blue, 832. Hey. What's up, Miss Nyla? Hello. How you doing? How you doing this Doing absolutely wonderful. That's good. This is uh, Soldier Blue. Like, ah, I'm not even sure if this, whatever, whatever, what, where this piece started. I don't even know if this is a word or not. I just like the way that it sounded when I when I said it, so I just went with it. But I mean, to me, it's just like you know, I just kind of like inspired up by you know, like spectral specter. Uh, you know, kind of like ghost-like imagery. Uh, but what I what I came up with, or what I, I guess you could say, what I heard and inside of inside of my head was a spectral ease. So I don't care if it, you know, it's in the, not a word or not really. I like it. Anyway, it's called this. This piece is called spectral ease. Um, Spectrally's wicked behavior caught by variations of a theme. Ghost imaging trails of smoke that lead to a whisper, to an echo designed to make steel from shadows. Dear Dr. Schultz. Ink to a dream. Lightning plays in hollow light. Dog incandescent shades of thunder. Live wire coils speak, speaking coals from a blue sodden campfire. Spawn pits, ashes connected to desire, life bonded to a necklace of iron ashes. More sad than necklace of water smoke. It is a difference of opinion who can wear it best, the dead or the living. Bones fail, trees fall, the forest closes in around its relatives. Breath drives wide the will to walk beyond the black dreams of midnight. Bones rasp a reptilian rhythm, but he wets out. 
And so we conceive of spectral arrangements with the dawn light gossiping. Morning comes. Night lays broken to pieced together once again at day's end. Object and shadow fusion. Gedake gake. We Crows fly with the light of the even star, bones of wisdom to be found in dream stones, founded in creation, flesh and beings, ashen born to become the clay of riverbeds, river breaths, the flow, sea bound oxygen, a breath you would not forget, a breath you would not want to take lightly. Images, summers wither. You can hear the little ones at play, learning the dreams of elders, older brothers. The skins, their skins, the color of sorrow, a distant match of the high hills, Pede Sitsi. Live coals talking it to those high hills of blue towering skies. Rusty things can hide in the dirt. Bleeding lives, what are they worth? What I mean to you. Ghost travels, fingers weaving thread and smoke. Clean fires, the yellow dye of a sunrise. Shadows loom with light. Dark friends and family get left behind. Mist, distance, even the stars grow dim. Green apparitions, painted forests. Nothing that was remains. Keys of darkness, surely. Still, there are those of us who remember coyote curves of DNA. The red wolf returns and states continue their death bond bounties of beings they consider a nuisance. It's a well chewed bone. It's a joke. It is the arrogance of those disconnected from the realities of value. Systems, ecosystems, and what make them work. Everything in a cycle, everything in a circle, everything in a circle. Now you see it, now you feel it, now it's gone. Death rogue riddles the skin, pluck rough of the neck, the burnt tallow of the plains, the herd animals no more, wind shuffles without hooves, a tuft of fur caught on bobbed wire, a bleached skull with a bullet hole. Echo seeds that spring with every step. It is the season of rut 
renewal. Dreams of creation, survival. Wamumshirti, the old one's eyes are upon us. Nishta. Niju. Betrayal by the rains, water washes all things clean. Notched and rusty bladed. Things turned upwards from buried dirt. Shogat. Turned up graves. Waki. A twist of hair almost like buffalo grass. A dry, so heavy scent upon the breeze. Niwashko. Life's struggle. Jean Pith is the telling flavor, and the spirit ones spake within their heads, bowed over the people. We have found that which was lost. Scattered as dirt over the land. You see, the wither of one story, culture, from the gray lines of another, diamonds can shine bright in the drab, opaque of fire and ashes. Those times when you would hide your eyes from the dark, even as the question persists, who would know? Clay reminders of battlefields, the warp of what has been taken into, entered into the meaning of red earth. Stillness only increases object recognition. And the dead have no interest in pottery futures that work no craft. No positive skill for the good of the people. We have entered the crying times. We have discovered the drying lines of an old death. Shadow images like a silent movie where we provide the sounds of our own disintegration dust shower shouting in the midst of a whirlwind a dust devil devil what driven word of superstition fully accepted by the state religion our people knew them from ages old ghost travel they would say you cannot follow long enough to reach the end of that journey. Muddy road, deliberated bones, where here the awakening sound songs of an ageless equal distance. 
likes to be traveled remains the same no matter how hard you try to reach the end echoes whisper of folly there is no end horse spirit ascending of the scented wind it comes from the cedars from the north cool heat descending that shall not, cannot keep you warm transit cultures a drink that will quench hard thirst and labor if you can acquire a taste for it mountains, watersheds soft songs from the sea for all that ran to her for solace White foam is curled as a skull-shaped carapace. The motion, this frame, work of those who gave of themselves for our survival. What? You thought we all lived on the plains and teepee lodges, and that is what made Red Earth? You're a fool. Water wipes away everything. Leaves what's left ready and clean. Botrafuka. Foam, smoke, and prayers. Guidance unto all things. Be careful. Be discerning. Seek clarity for what you pray for. We may just get it. Skins, generational sadness, historical horror, war, and all its merciless state. The half-frozen eyes of those not quite dead thrown into a communal grave, careless aperture of those who claim themselves victorious. Years, yeah, no wonder they... Say, let the past be the past. Blood-rich ghost. The slow dying of those who could not speak. God damn you all and good night. We will spurn your advances. We spawn the generations of our survival. We are the ghost road born. They thought they could bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. And we return. Wow. That has got to be one of the best lines that you've ever written. <laughs> they tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. <laughs> well, I can't take credit for that one. I got to be I got to be up front on that. That's uh, some of some of my relations on uh, Facebook a lot of times we'll send things across my stream that they were the ones who sent me that. 
So I give credit where they to them for sending me that one. I just kind of keep it on the side when it seems appropriate. I I let it uh, let it flow through the work. Well, you built the you built the cage around it. You built the the portrait around it, which made, gave it its power. So tell them absolutely great line and absolutely <laughs> amazing job you setting it up. Well, thank you. Yeah, that uh, that one always struck me very deeply. I, I, mm-hmm. like I say, I hold. I didn't give me that 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 particular line. I hold in my heart. You know, they, there's nothing. There is nothing that uh, you can't take away from that. You know, that should be like a bump on every bumper sticker, every coffee cup, every T-shirt, every ball cap. It has its own. It has its own strength. It absolutely does. Yep. Very much so. Are you going to do two tonight, or is that the one for the night? Uh, I got another one that's more like, uh, like, like, uh, uh, like song lyrics, but I think I'm, I don't really want to do that one just yet. I'll I'll save that one for next week. (laughs) Okay. Well, do me a favor then and tell everyone how they can find you. All right. You can, uh, find me as a Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And you can uh, hear some of my recorded works on Reverb Nation. As well, you can uh, hear a collection, which I need to seriously add to because it's kind of getting dated now in terms of of, uh, when the the pieces that are on there. But I have a podcast uh, called Red Earth One, and it's a free podcast, and it's... uh, if you separate the words, you'll find it faster. And uh, it's got a collection of works on there. I do need to update it, though, in terms of putting some more uh, more current work on there. you got lots of work ahead of you then, sir. Oh, yeah. I want to put another ten pieces on there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Are your marks that uh, coffee? You know what I'm saying, and uh, that uh, just one more uh, addendum, just because I happened to be thinking about it last night. The uh, uh, the work that I uh, read last week, I am going to. I don't know if I have space in in this particular uh, chapbook to put it into, or I should say, print it into. But if I don't, then I'm then I'm basically going to make a, a another uh, chapbook of the same name, part two. And you, you were the one who uh, uh, put the name put the name to it. Do you remember which one that was? No, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> you can't. Now you guys can't don't go know. there. I'm I'm si- I am 62. You can't go there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm very mature for my age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. We'll we'll let you have that one. <laughs> okay. But anyway, the, the 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 name of the chat book is "You Would Like It If I Were Quiet." Oh, I remember that was good. Yeah. Oh, I'm smart. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of so, brilliant, aren't I? So, 
So yeah, like I say, if the, I don't know if you, I don't know if in the original one, I have a, a, enough room to, to to put that one in there. But if, like I say, if not, then I'll make a, uh, another one of the same name, uh, part two, and put it in that one. Perfect. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. So proud of you. Love you so dearly. Thank you. Love you too, Nana. And thank you for this platform of self-expression. There are a lot of times when I sorely need it to be able to. I know. Just uh, keep keep uh, keep my eyes uh, at eye level and, and remember that we need to look above eye level and see some of the sky as well as all of the stuff that comes at us on a daily basis. For sure on that. And this is the venue that, I mean, all the hard work that you do, you're talking to the world here, you know. That's important to get that word out there, so proud of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say I got the, I got some more already going, and it'll be finished. And uh, like I said, I'll start off with the uh there could be song lyrics. I'll, I'll just leave it like that. I mean, they're not actually, you know, because they, they tend to take a more poetic form or twer- curve here and there. But, you know, but it wouldn't take much to put them in, uh, put them right into a song lyrics. So, yeah. I'll ask say, it's a good one. You'll, you'll like it. I can't wait. All right, sweetie, we will talk to you next week, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Soldier Blue. Thank you, Ms. Knight. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. Brother O, are you here? Yes, I'm in. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you? What's going on in your world? What did you bring us tonight? Uh, this poem is called A Constant Battle Between My Humanity and My Spirituality. Okay. Without God's spirit, we are limited to producing only things within the capabilities of the spirit and man coupled with the influence of Satan. So we can produce wonderful material things. The spiritual and more fruit was overwhelmingly bad. However, my dear brothers and sisters, living as a believer is never easy because we all have two natures within us. We have our human natures that are ingrained with our patterns of thinking and habits, which are practiced in First John chapter five and verse nineteen. And our spirituality and divine nature are described in Second Peter chapter one, verses three and four, causes causes together. Our humanity and spirituality are irreconcilable antagonists. Antagonists within us in the middle forced to make choices between them. We do not need to have the fear we sometimes associate with James chapter word one verses six to eight. We all have wondering minds, however, we have to be on the lookout for double mindedness. Double mindedness requires knowing God's law and making premeditated efforts to subvert it. And then justify behaviors, choices, and decisions. We have to use excuses or alibis as our defense mechanisms 
to justify acting according to human nature. Double-mindedness occurs when we harbor sin and appear to live in God's way. A double-minded person struggles with balancing his or her human nature and spirituality cannot have God's Holy Spirit according to Romans chapter 8 and Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 17. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24 that we cannot serve two masters because our leaders will either be with our human natures or our spirituality. One cannot serve the word of God's church simultaneously. Found in Second Corinthians chapter six, verses seventeen to eighteen, and First John chapter two, verses fifteen through seventeen. God demands that we choose our humanity or spirituality. However, don't shout defense because you can't have it both ways. Either one way or the other. More or less in this poem, Galatians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. For the spirit desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are often in constant conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. For God gives us free will to to do what we want. However, we have to take responsibility for our choices, actions, and decisions. And Paul. Always love that you stand so firm on the things you believe in, your faith and your convictions. Great job on that. Thanks, Dal. I appreciate it. That's the only, only poem I'm doing tonight. It is. Yes. You want to tease me like that. Well, you did a great job on that one, honey. Appreciate you so much. Please tell everyone how to find you. Everybody can find me on Facebook on the Omar Brother Gathering. I recently completed my CD project that I've been working on the hospital. It took me all summer to finish it, and uh, pretty soon I'll be hosting a poetry TV show called Words of Silk, season three premiere, along with two other calls. I have more information about that about that as I as I get it, you know, it's gonna be a good so exciting. A good, good experience for me to finally do something on like T V. I've been doing it on the radio for over a year, so I'm expanding to doing T V now. So it's exciting. What I got going on. And I just won my fourth National Sports Award Award for Overcome the Year once again. So, so check me out, guys. Check me out on Facebook. Yeah, I'll be expanding eventually to Instagram, Instagram and Twitter and all of that. Eventually, I'll be expanding to those networks, too. So, but connect with me and just stay tuned for future announcements. Perfect. All right, guys, you heard him. Brother O, thank you so much for coming on and reading tonight. You did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, honey. Sure. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So our next caller comes from – actually, let me kind of take a look. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lineup. We've got – 
Looks like we have Sinister Spittle coming up. We've got Larry Shepard, Sincere, Annie Lewis, Tillery. Looks like we have Granville on the air. So let's go ahead and grab you guys. 573, ah. you are on the air. Hi, Nyla, how are you? Good. <laughs> I'm great, how sweetheart. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, uh, doing good. Hold on, let me get out and wave the kid there in the noise. Um, I think we're progressing nicely. Yeah, I could be happier, actually. And in that light, I'm going to read you Gifted Sands. You got me? Can you hear me? can hear you very well. All right. Wake cloud sleep, distorted we dream and lucid avocations. Raised in my awakening, various rated moments of danger. Here, in fire's absent-mindedness, we destroy simple breath. At times, when looking at the sky, I find myself grounded. I no longer feel lost and alone in parallels to tragedy. I find myself on cliff's edge, ocean beneath me howling. I grow wings and fly into the horizon, heavens brushing. Deeply inhale the divinity, hearing golden voices shout. Directing me to my earthly home and gushing recall. I'm rejoiced in simple moments we dismiss in fiber optics. When the fuck are we going to wake up? Embrace now. Frustrating to feel such lack of worth in oneself. Engage. Just fucking engage. I decree for change. Be art. I'm art. It's where I find solace and resounded victory. Eyes unscathed so clearly I can see the wonder now. Where silence and sands of time gets the boy. Check out nightmares of correlated depictions one saw fish descent. Sweat drenched, shallow lungs crack like ice under laborious dialect. Ephraim illusions, graffiti softened cranial sides forgotten in exchange. Dictate parodies are toxic disasters, marching cluttered thoroughways. Propelled down granite wall faces, shy a demeanor holding complaint. Rather clear, the Holy Mother has loosed colossal havoc in return. Self-absorbed civility calluses to treating her bounty with so gifts. Crown the belligerent masses' acknowledgement of what is presently in play. In silence, ultra-glowing effervescence, you can touch the depth of value. A myriad of incredible obscurity and harvested golden chalices full. And if you our common wealth to obtain solidarity and soul hymns, anointed in a spiritual kingdom, it's fucking holy. Does it need a name? If, you know, trifle instructions are the conformity of a reality we overconsume. Ascertain prolific insight that's burnt under solar eclipse low tides. One centered in the trinic knowledge exuding interactions alive. Now no longer held prisoner gifted keys, releasing us from mind and Wow. Intense <clears throat> sin. Yeah. Uh, Breaking free, you know, breaking free. Uh, 
Okay, now the next one is an erotic poem, but it's actually a comedy erotic poem. Uh, I'm hang out with my buddy uh, Bernard from Club Bounce. He's from England. And, uh, and uh, him and uh, my sister Meg. And uh, I got this funny prompt, and the prompt was proper. So, what are you going to do with that, Milo? Gonna take a nighttime swim. I swim in these ponds. Oh, I love scum. Close my eyes too long, and I got a surprise. You wouldn't imagine how open wide. You become a fox butthole with your nose inside. <laughs> now it smelled kind of funny. Made me hungry. I don't know why. Didn't want to intrude, so I held my breath. Out came a rip to wake that fucking frog. Shut up! I'm thinking this. All hell will break loose if you wake the mist. She already thinks the worst of me, mate. Let me cradle you gently. Finger your love. The way you're pulsating, you're giving me a chub. Now, I was just out for a new pond dip. Fresh summer tea. I wonder if this is made from this. As the frog's butthole oozes and swells, I'm pretty sure it's full of collagen. Help it glow. Merely rubbing the goods all over my face, I think to myself, fuck, this could be frog juice. Shuddering off the thought, what's the harm? Back to my swim and the yank on my rod. This pond is luxurious, plenty of scum. By my second lap, I pulled out a, a cup. Empty. Wow. Ah. <laughs> I am so glad you called in tonight. You're on a roll. Uh, what do you do that? Well, that's really funny. Uh, I can do that in five minutes, too. <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't do it straight face the first two fucking times. I really couldn't. Now I almost have it memorized. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad I got to call in tonight. It's been a minute. Last I heard from you, you were fighting off wild beasts and, and texting on your phone. I'm like, hey, beautiful, you're crazy. Because you put the <laughs> phone down and run. <laughs> Actually, that was after the fact because up on the mountain we have no cell service, no internet. So yeah. you guys that, should have seen me good. seriously. I'm sitting there with a bear horn in one hand and my 38 pistol in the other hand, which is really pretty and shiny and chromey, by the way. I love this gun. And yelling at a cougar to go away. You should have seen me. It was crazy. There were three of us girls out there. The other girl, she had a handgun and a flashlight. The other gal, she had a flashlight, or a, she had a, a bear horn and a motion detector light. I mean, we were we were big and scary. We were, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Everybody really had motion detector light. She was the one in charge of making sure the farm didn't get broken. She was holding the bomb. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Right, speaking of which, I got dabs to get to. So it's since it's still right, Google that shit fucking everywhere. So. Alright, have a good night. You too. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, our next caller comes from area code two four zero two four zero, Mr. Larry Shepard. I say it's five four zero. Five four. Yeah, I just changed. I just changed the state you lived in. Don't, I hope you don't mind. Yeah, that, that's Maryland. Two four zero. Two four. Let's see. Two four zero. 
area code. No. Where did I move you to? I moved you to Western Maryland. Yes. That's the geography point, my dear. <laughs> so you you now you now yeah. You now live in Western Maryland. Yes. I just surprise. Yep. There you go being naughty again. You know, no, not gonna buy you anything. My goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, how you been doing? Well, I've been doing well. really well. I've been doing real well. It's good to hear from you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Shane. Likewise. So, you know, I want to, you, you talk about getting out of comfort zone, right? So, mm-hmm. I heard about the comfort zone. I want you to, with my poem, the name of my poem, you're going to decide. It's the name of my poem. The name of your poem, are you gonna, you're going to freestyle it, right? Yes. All right, so the name of your poem is going to be, I'm going to grab one of our prompts from today. Hang on. I'm going to write your name. I'm going to write your name. Ink, smoke, and black coffee. Ink, smoke. Smoke and black coffee. Black coffee. All right. Challenging. I could do it. I'm blazing down the fire. A voice written down in my mind, you see, I come here to blaze the whole territory. With my ink, there's no drainage. Just simple facts of fire making recycle your own mind. You can feel the ink like the flesh and blood. It may speak like the tour. Let me explore. Awaken your breath within my ink with the black coffee. I don't want sugar or cream. I just want you to go ahead and dream about the ink crawling down and invading your mind. What you saw was fire. What you saw was the words that have came up my mouth that I speak like my ink is on the throne. What would you condone? But what you may not condone will never postpone this fire ink. I wanted to smoke a little bit. So I had to set my whole page on fire. If it's only desired and words have required, you will be in a world set in the room. I continue to make flames flammable and speak words to be factual. That my ink is spinning like a damn animal. I want to be incredible. I'm only dreaming. It's going up in smoke going up in flames. The fire department coming put out. Yes, you call 911. 
couldn't get the job done. Too late because the ink has spilled. More gasoline. Words like it's obscene. Don't you know what I mean when ink is like climate change? Don't you know what the visual? I speak words like the spiritual. I speak flames because my name is set in that poem. So let me light it up. Let me be that ink that goes up in smoke. And let me awaken you with the aroma, the strength of black coffee. Now you got the flow. Now you got it all for this one night show. Mr. Automatic Carriage Man, the local link. Can you get us in the morning? Five and dry. You just absolutely ran away with ran away with that. That was great. Fantastic job, Larry. Yes. I call myself yeah, you know Mr. Automatic Charismatic. <laughs> Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Yes. So hmm. Are you going to read two? Yes, I'm going to read two. Okay. And I, okay, I, my next poem is, I want to know, how how did the cougar make you feel? What's that? There was a cougar, right? Did you try to, if you wanted to escape. All right. How you felt is the name of my poem. How I felt being around the cougar? Yes. Uh, Name my piece. Primal? Primal. My primal, that means fear, right? Primal means... Fist banging in the dirt, dancing around a fire, bone in your nose, primal, yeah. untamed wild. It, just, it made me feel, it made me feel, you know, that that might be a good thing to write about. But, yeah, it made me feel primal. Primal is not afraid. Wild. Not afraid. Not afraid? Not afraid. Okay, that's in my phone. I was not, not afraid. A, not afraid. Alright, my name of this name of <clears throat> called Not Afraid. Alright? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention. May I go ahead and scrape off the ink like friction. Bye, don't want to waste your time. Because knowledge needs to be your addiction. No, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind. Nothing can, can scare me, only prepare me to show how the flow is like the deep in the ocean splashes everything on you. You may be in that spot, but something may want to attack. But how do you react? Or do you give fear any type of slack? 
This is the time, your moment, your time, your refreshing, your time and your ways to learn lessons that no weapon can take you out. Now, go ahead and have a confession. Start to address, start and impress, and make sure that you never sell for less. I'm not afraid because I've been there before. I've been there to the territory that may try to knock me out. This is only my season, and this is my reason. So, animal, go away. Go away and let me have my day. Let me have my words that never delay. If you are dangerous, I am more dangerous. Knowledgeable and more powerful and make sure that my words are so responsible. I ask you more questions than what we are going through. Let the ink run through the passage and make sure that it does damage. I'm not mentally challenged. I'm mentally fire. I'm mentally more to the words that I admire. Mentally standing here. And this is the type of animal way to attack me. But what is my reaction? No, I'm standing on my own ground, on my own two feet. Standing in this heat. Eye for an eye. The animal understands that I have the strength for the God in me that resides and that shines. The animal had to leave, showing me that my master is in my master and the captain. That I have no fear. For where the days uh, may be ahead, a mind cannot be dead. I make a full fledged. So, what am I standing here? I'm standing on the solid ground that I will not ever be afraid for everything that brings to the strength of my own mind. This is automatic courage, man, the little glitch. And he is in the mo- in pipe and dry. Fantastic job on both of those, Mr. Charismatic. Since I can't call you Larry. <laughs> Mr. Automatic. Uh, did a fantastic job naughty? on both of those. Very impressive. Can I, can I call you naughty? No, I'm not yeah. naughty. You are naughty. You're nice. Not, remember, naughty starts with the end, and nice starts with the end. So we get naughty. This is nice. true. It's nice to be naughty. Mm, they they coexist. Yes, yes indeed. You didn't know it. You gave me that quick prompt. <laughs> I know, right? I just, I'm just here for the ride. I don't know what's what going on. Quickie, I'm confused. The quickie prompt. You, you know, but you gave, I gave you a prompt and you gave me a prompt. One prompt to another prompt, and we were both prompt. I got to give you a quickie prompt. You, you gave me a quickie. Oh. It was the naughty knowledge. Naughty knowledge. That's why I call it the naughty knowledge. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to answer you. <laughs> All right, hon. Tell everyone again how to find you on Facebook. You can find me as Larry Shepard on Facebook. I go by the name of Mr. Automatic Charismatic. My LCD is Mr. AC by position. Sell everything that I do. Um, I, I even have a website. Uh, I create websites. Um, you know, look for uh, the um, false dynasty movement, you know, and uh, look for that. And, you know, I, I'm going back to that. So, yeah, I am a little Galenkin. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, sweetheart. Tell everyone goodbye. uh, Bye, bye, naughty. Bye, everybody. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, hon. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. All right, our next caller comes from area code three, two, three, which is oh, sincere. That's sincere, right? Hi, I hope I'm right. Yes, yes, it is. Good evening. Oh my God, I'm so glad. <laughs> I get cocky <laughs> sometimes and think I remember things. And it's like, oh, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> well, yeah, that's perfect timing. It's good to hear from you. How are you, love? Well, I've been wonderful. Um, we just finished up a, a documentary series movie that's coming out uh, first of the year and uh, finishing up my third book. So, What's the documentary series? It is called The Rise of Memorial Park, a John Hines story. It's about a park director um, trying to move um, down south to Santa Monica. He was raised in Santa Monica, went to high school, became park director, and not only a park director, but a community activist, a big brother mentor. Um, there's 30 years of, of being a city worker and things he did for the city of Santa Monica. But all the people he has influenced. Very cool. That's exciting. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Thank you so much. You know, the secret lives you guys live that I don't know about. Because most people don't want to, you know, for me, I can speak for me. It is, I don't want to pat on back. I'm not, I'm not. I'm did not do this project to be looked upon on anything big. It was just. It was divine timing, and he, uh, and it was a friend that was dying. They thought he was going to, you know, die a year ago, and he's here a year later. Uh, serious prostate cancer. So this is something just to do, just to have a legacy to say I, I left my mark on society. It wasn't about mm-hmm. making money and or being praised for it. No, it was just something that just happened because it was me. I should be writing books and minding my business. I think it's I think it's incredible that you've done that. That you did you that's Thank just you. way cool. I'm impressed. Thank you. you know, see in my oh, mind what you guys are doing when you're not here is you're sitting by your telephones with your notepads in your hand writing feverishly, watching the clock, waiting for Thursday to roll back around. In my mind, that's what you guys are doing. So it's really interesting for me to find out and know that that's not what you guys do. No. <laughs> but, but, 
like you're just whimpering and waiting for Thursdays. I, I, I'm sure this is what you guys are doing, but I was wrong. I do have my alarm clock set for five, 4.45 so I can get on early, so I won't be the ninth person to call so I can get in and get out. And so I, 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 <laughs> I love you so much. I do have my speakeasy time for 4.45 Thursday you know, on, on my clock. Yes, I do. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, what did you bring us tonight, honey? I can't wait. No, uh, it's called Slavery. That's the first first poem. And it goes, What's the truth behind him? In fact, the chance to succeed when there was no way to omit actual the reality of our individual and collective fortitude to recognize as human beings and not a bondage for and from those who enslaved us through here and now. Biography of a man's dream to be recognized as such. A dream to begin with his flight from slavery to freedom. The question is, are we really free? When the narrative no longer fits the show of the marker point of view, is it from slavery to freedom the price of what all mankind has tried to make reality whenever possible? In today's standard, service comes in as cash, material wealth, women of high socialism, on an economic level, cash display. However, there are those who just want to make decisions without worrying about another indication from an individual whose life spun around out of a cage. I'll address that later. That's about being slave to becoming free and not worrying about the aftermath. Being able to work and earn one's choice through free thinking with a structure for living space where life is bounded. Again, are we free or not? Too many small details to make an educated guess whether this is not freedom from and to equal justice behind running errands for someone else. Therefore, time has shown man has been either used to be used for usage. Let's not fan of what wasn't available, but rather what made freedom at all costs worth your life over being enslaved to. Mark this down, side note, we were enslaved to this education system. Truth behind how Dr. King was actually murdered. He was shot on the balcony, but later died in the hospital. Not for the shot, not by the shot, but from someone who came in his room to suffocate him. Malcolm X wasn't killed on his own, but by a confession of a dying man who wanted to be free from his own sins, he was held until now, slavery to freedom. When will those in the Upper Peninsula come to some common sense and tell the truth about those enslaved today? Want to be told the truth about? Are and are still lied to because of fear of rise of those still looking for freedom. Sincere, that's that peace. Wow, my heart's just thumping. That was really good. That was that was. Wow, sincere. That was amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And another one's uh, just another day. Another day and in the life know, of, right? Absolutely. Um, just another day in Mississippi. How can we live in a, this great nation? Mississippi hasn't any water. But yet, tell me again, how Flint, Michigan still have poison water? Just another day in this yeah. world, notwithstanding how I got here. You know, I love the line in there, you know, are we really free? Yes. You know, it made me realize how how easily it is to believe in quote quote to the state the American dream. Right. 
you know, we, we buy into the advertising, we buy into the Kardashians, we buy into the, the prettiness, we buy into all of that, but we don't really see. Right. You know, we buy we buy an illusion, and it's almost like, you know, li- when you listen to your poem, when you the things that we're supposed to be, it's almost like taking, have you ever taken a train, like a train somewhere, a real train? Yes, yes. Do you ever notice, especially if you go cross-country at all, how when you drive through small towns and you drive through these cities, you see all the pretty storefronts and the potted plants and the pretty windows, and and you think this town is so beautiful and so amazing. Oh, my God, I love this little seaside town. But when you're on a train, it's like you're seeing America with its skirt, the back of its skirt up. Yeah. You're seeing all the shit they hide behind the facade. Yeah. You see all the ugly backyards and the rusty cars and the blah, 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 and the graffiti. And you see all the things that those pretty fronts hide. Right. You know, and so when I was listening to your poem, it made me think about that. You know, it made me think about, you know, all the things that we're not supposed to see or think about or they don't want us to know or they try to hide. Yes. You know, and and we need to understand and stop buying into the pretty into the pretty street fronts. What? We need to walk, start walking around corners and educating ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> went off on a tangent. Are you going to read? No, 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 no. Yes, uh, called just another day. Just another day, Mississippi, looking for running water, just like Flint, Michigan, and their poison water. In this war, notwithstanding how I got here, God removed me from inner conflicts, from gossip, internal hate, from whichever came out of the mouth of Babel. Babylon seeks her death, earmarks for the flood from over a thousand seasons ago. We are still talking about the old when the old was birthed through a flood that wiped away all sins before and after the resurrection of him who's seen him rose and rise to be the messenger for the king of kings by his free will. So this is not my war, and prophecy begins behind me, for water is the strongest element here amongst the wickedness of all men's hearts. Fire and earth covered around golden arches with sapphire delights, delicious cotton mouth sweet tarts. Treaties treatment for all whom can fan greatness from a dead soul, who surrender unto the halls of mercy. Just another day upright with a crown from the place we call redemption, cold, and darkness come light from a dragon's fly rebirth, with and through the lens, thy will be humble in perils time tables. Curse me and send me your wickedness. Let me die from the sacrifice in which I did you wrong. If I deserve it, then let me suffer a thousand times past my prime. If I don't die and was cursed from your own jealous eyes, then let this not go unpunished, notwithstanding recall, from a forgiving heart that saw this way before your naked eyes became open. How can you defeat a man who won't give up, especially if he has done nothing wrong, when they said to me, do the right thing and stop hurting yourself? How did that today turn my house of worship against the subject for what is worth? You owe me, and I had nothing to do with the storm you're facing without me within your home of worship. Just another day. Oh, you're on fire, and I don't even know what to say to that. 
Yeah, yeah that 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 came from a personal battle. Um, so that was. You know, it's so important for us to write our truths. You know. Yes. 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 It is. And and the other one that I read before is from the states that um, still the five states that uh, have slavery, and they're gonna change the name from slavery that they're gonna vote on. I forgot the five states that's on their ballot to keep slavery going, and they're gonna change the name or they rewrite it today. So it's still sad that after all these years of thinking I'm free as we the people, um, they still got five states still voting for slavery. So it's, it's sad that we're enslaved to something. And it, You know, people say that slavery doesn't exist, you know, and every generation we get better and we get better and we try to teach our children to build a better future and we raise them the best we can, you know, and hope that they're going to do better than we did. Right. You know, and like once I said again, it's easy to hide things behind those pretty pretty street fronts. You know, Absolutely. but the thing, the fact is, ugly still does exist, and trying to ignore the fact that it exists doesn't work. Right. Right. So. Correct. I forgot what I was going to say. You said something that put me off. Now I just, I'm lost again. God dang it! I hate it when I do that. What was I talking about, hon? We were talking about uh, point of view and the storefronts and how storefronts make believe uh, what the hidden skirts are showing on behind. You, you yeah. should talk about a truth. And it's important to, important to write our own truths. And, yeah, so there was, if you guys listen back to the archives of this and you are a good detective, you could decipher something very profound out of this conversation. But for the life of me, I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. It, and it was going to be amazing. It was going to be the most beautiful compliment you've ever gotten in your entire life, and I blew it. That's all right. I, I, I'm just humbled to be on your platform and be here, so thank you. <laughs> well, that just means that you have to do this again next week so that I can, like, think of something amazing again. Absolutely. <laughs> do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you. You find me at uh, Edwin McKinney on Facebook, Coach Ed on Facebook. Um, Link Tree, I believe it's Tintier slash Coach Ed. Uh, you can find me on Instagram of One Half Court Publishing. And that's where you can find me. Perfect. All right, honey, fantastic job. I'm so glad you called in tonight. Absolutely fantastic, Reese. You know that you've written something good when it provokes an emotional response, which both of those did, and so much emotion on the last one that it totally fried my brain and I couldn't remember what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I'm humbled that I'm able to do this, so thank you for receiving <laughs> and hearing the message. Thank you for killing some of my brain cells. I appreciate it, love. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You <laughs> have a wonderful week. Have a great evening. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Love you dearly. Can't wait to hear you again love next you week. <laughs> Bye, yes, sweetheart. Okay, very excited to bring this next caller on because somebody I love so much, very dear to me. They probably think I'm really weird. Here we go. Okay, next caller comes from area code 406. 406, you're on the air. All right. (laughs) Hello, my little pixie. Oh, that's funny. 
because one of my old friends that I ran into came to visit, and he called me the Pixie of Chaos. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. See? So, but you are like that. You're like this, this little, this, this amazing spirit. You, you have a pixie spirit. You do. You do. <laughs> That's funny. Very funny. Your magic. <laughs> yeah. Especially what? Yeah. Never mind. I won't go there. Um, anyway, I. Oh, are you still there? I didn't hang up on you, did I? Nope. I'm here. Hello. Okay. I'm here. Because sometimes yeah. <laughs> when I pick up the phone, I hang up on people. It might be, you know, um, Freudian. You know, I was just going to say, I think it's, you know, it all relates to your mother trying to potty train you too early or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, not that. Not that again. Yeah. You know, I make jokes about that, but I did one of those stupid Freudian tests, and Uh it was a serious one, like not a play, fun, internet, Facebook one. It was a serious one, and it was probably back, I did it back in the 80s, I think, early 90s, and... Um, it said that all of my stubbornness comes from my mother trying to potty train me too early in life. That the whole reason oh. that I was stubborn and resentful towards my mother was that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So now you Very know. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, go back to the toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> Annie, my love, um, my beautiful little girl, I am so happy to hear from you. I am just having so much fun watching some of the stuff you post on your page. By the way, been, just been, very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, like I said, I had a friend that was here, spent a week. Um, boy, I tell you, he's got liver cancer, he's going through chemo, and then his MS flared up. And, like, I could hear, he was sleeping in my guest room, but I could hear him walking and crying all night long. And I'm like... Oh, oh God. <laughs> you poor creature. How did you, I know you. How could you do that? That would ripping, that had to have ripped you apart. Oh, it's because there's, I'm absolutely helpless in the face of that. And, and you mm-hmm. know me, I like to try to fix things. So, but Yes, you do. Anyway, <laughs> anyway I have um, a couple of little short poems. Not too long, anyway. I guess it's kind of a Montana poem thing. What? Are you ready? Yes. I am. The first one is called Myra Garcia's Saddle. Why this faded yellow rectangle, the edges melting into erosion of wear? Is it a mark to indicate the near side of the horse? A sun leather cowboy's long-forgotten notation. Who was it for? This is the side you mount from. There are small sweat stains that came along the thin strap. And here the aroma lingers, quiet and faint, but quite recognizable horse. Weary days of endeavor clinging to the drying leather, fluorescent flaking molds, breakfast on the camper rim, and I fantasize about the people that may have pushed back, pushed their backs against that cantle, that tall cantle, in rides across the sage-scented prairie hills, pressing their aching back, stretching sore muscles, trying to ease the strain of those long hours, moving cattle, going to town, visiting friends, a saddle was a part of who you were, a necessary tool in those long-ago years. The tag in the museum states, this saddle belonged to Myra Cashiers. While tracing the oak leaves and the flowers carved into the leather, I found a small, round spot. Hmm. The, weather's long, is worn, excuse me. the leather is worn through, and the oak frame exposed. 
I can't help but wonder what wore this small place down. The stirrups slide silently slithering toward the museum floor. They reveal none of their knowledge, although they must know about Myra's rides, her life, and her work. It's just another secret. Only his mark tells of the saddle maker's hands. In a small circle it reads, C.S. Garcia, Elko, Nevada. End. Of home. You know, I, I think, I don't know if you know well, how good know. of a poet you actually are. <laughs> I'm, I wonder I if I, you know. I, I don't think that you do. I don't think you understand. Well, I, think, I think I suck, but that's okay. I do it for fun. I think that's a different type of poem, honey. <laughs> a different type of what? A poem? Poem. Okay. I don't understand your meaning, but all right. I'll accept I'm that. not going to... Re- you said, you said, I think I suck. I do. But I do it just <laughs> for fun. About that. <laughs> and I said, I, I think that that is a different type of poem. I was being naughty. <laughs> You are. Sometimes I do really suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun, too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do it. Ask my boyfriend. Because no. <laughs> who needs all the rest of the hassle that goes along? <laughs> I really won't go down that road. Um, I just have, um, I don't know if you have time there. Cause one is like really, really short, and the other one's like short, too. So, but go ahead, I'll go to Okay. This one's called Riding the Missouri Breaks. Hoofs on iron, grouse pirouette, magpies, magpies wing by, and pheasants. Ripe diamond-edged sun, sagebrush air. My horse and I pass. The frost is crisp, crystal air. Winter is charting along the river. End of poem. Wow. And you're going to do one more, really right? Short. Well, I have one more, yes. This one's mm-hmm. a little more fun, I think. Well, maybe not. <laughs> It's just one's right to say, read. Are you ready? It's called uh-huh. Pow Wow Drums, I and the Dance. Drums are pounding as I dance. Or is it my heart? I am the wind through a sapling, the joy of the dancer's art. Jingle dresses echoing rhythm, colors swirls around me. Colors as I dance, they brighten. And then dim, my feet and arms set free. Voices chant the song. I am no longer a stranger. I follow the drums along as I dance. My ecstasy growing, I were past generations of sorrow, past births and dying, joined in the hope of a better tomorrow. The mystery calls. Dancers are crying. Fixed to the earth and the clouds, the fusion of nothing and all. I dance to the heart of the crowd, and into the drumming I fall as I dance. End of poem. Amazing. Just as you were ending the poem, I started to cough, so I had to mute myself. And it's like, oh, God, please, unmute, unmute, unmute. <laughs> you know how radio yeah, that, is. Yeah, that 15 seconds of silence is like, oh, no. <laughs> Why isn't she saying anything? Where'd she go? Am I still on? Did she leave? What's going on? <laughs> no dead air, rule number one. Yeah, that was sponsored by the library. I just remember that, that one. Well. <laughs> that, 
15 minutes of silence is brought to you by our local library. <laughs> anyway, that's all that I've got. It's been busy. I've been painting and sculpting a lot. And school has started back up and already I'm, I'm um, reevaluating my, my decision to sign my contract for one more year. So, so those of you who don't know Annie, by the way, Annie, yes. giving oh. her Facebook thing in just a moment. She's an amazing artist. If you guys haven't seen some of her paintings, it absolutely blows me away. She's like this incredibly cool Renaissance woman, and my soul, my female soulmate for life. Yeah, I think I kind of freak her out because I've been hunting for her for years, trying to find her because you know like, we knew each other when we were tiny. But seriously, this woman is absolutely incredible, and I love her with all my heart, and she is absolutely my female soulmate and is held so dear to me. And you do need to go check her out and check out her paintings and everything and get to know her because she's way cool. Okay, I'm done. So, so I guess I have to tell that um, I, right now all that I have is the Facebook one. I'm, my friend that was here is trying to build me a web page. <laughs> you want to talk about a fantastic artist. Oh, my gosh, he is awesome. Anyway, um, he's not <laughs> horrible pain. My Facebook page is um, Sage Sisters on Facebook. So, Sage Sisters. And that's about, right now that's where I have my artwork. I don't, every now and then I might put a poem on there, but it usually is just artwork. Sage Sisters? Sage Sisters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my Online art gallery. Yeah, sometimes my daughter puts her work in there, too. Not very often lately, but anyway, I will let you pass the, the torch to someone else. Okay, I'm putting that link into the chat room for everybody. Uh, thank you much. You're very welcome. All right, Annie, you have a great night, honey. Love you dearly. Thank you. you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Next caller. Oh, Granville. I think we have Granville. Dun, 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 dun. Granville, are you with us? Yes, I am with you. It is so good I'm to hear from you, sir. You. Man, I've been missing you all the time. Sometimes I come. I thought I missed you tonight, you know, because I came in here. I answered the, the invite you gave me. I lay down and I fell asleep so soundly that when I got up, I thought it was, it was probably like 3 or 4 in the morning. And I looked up and it was just nine, it was just nine o'clock. I said, "Ooh, I'm in time." I was tired. Well, you know, when you need to sleep, you need to sleep. But I'm glad you were here now. Oh yeah, that's what I, I will never, I will, never I will, nap shame anybody. You know, as a as a kid, there was a we always had a saying that sleep was a man. You can't fight sleep. We all have to sleep. Mm-hmm. Rest has the substitute. Okay, so I have out my my book. And I'm gonna read some oh you know what what poem I thinking about reading? I heard you I heard you talking to the lady earlier and talking about the the uncertainties of life. So I, I had decided to read this one here, as I hear you all talk about, you know, the, the deceitfulness and the lies they have been told 
And I think I think that these lies and deceitfulness is 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 coming up. It's coming up on us, even though like you said earlier, the world is getting better. Mm-hmm. You know. However slowly, but it's getting better. And and but you know, cause, you know, the world is full of women, majority and and, and women always hope. Women hope. Anyway, let me let me do this poem for you. And and then we'll come back and do a poem about women. But but let me do this one. Since I don't. This one is called Almost Anarchy. You got that? Yes. Almost Anarchy. It is not a perfect world. Far from it. It is din and dirge. Always the consternation, the constant friction. Peace, what illusion. How brief. This is the life we have come to know. And love. The bewilderment, the turbulence. It was friction that brought us here, that started life. Life is friction, the engagement it brings. How intertwined and irretrievable, yoked to it. Life, it is magnanimous, overwhelming, and glorious. I feel entitled, but denied, awaiting a better moment, a moment of perfection, a perfect time, absent wars, and in satiety, a perfect calm. And clarity forever more. Thank you. Thank you for writing that. Thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're very, uh, very I'm, welcome. Yeah, and, and I'm going to, this other one is called About Her. What thought? There that holds a woman's mind captive. The secrets she harbors, the secrets her mind harbors. I looked deep within her mind, and I can tell there is no reservation here. She dreams and wishes for some Cinderella moment, some brief utopia, some magical bliss to satisfy her insatiable cravings, however briefly, her appetite for life, who or what can compare. She would drink the cup of life to dregs, it is her pleasure that gives birth to men, and she is always for play and 
population boom. What a concept our lives and how we replenish ourselves. The nature of things, what a concept. God is great. God is great. Thank you. Beautiful piece, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Fantastic uh, job on both of those, Granville. You know, this this poem this poems are from my third book, you know. It's what I'm sorry. My this these poems are from my third book. Poetry for Thought Volume Three. Are you going to post on my page how people can get those and buy them? You know what? You should. I am, I am going to do that because I tell you, Nyla, I'm, when it comes to advocating for myself, I'm a dead fish in the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got a whole network, you know, a whole community of poets here who are like family to you and who, you know, that absolutely love hearing you read, that love hearing you share. You know, and, and I tell this to you guys all the time, and I mean it sincerely. My Facebook page is like the bulletin board in our coffee shop. So if you have okay. books, if you have things you're working on, whatever it is, go post it on my page. Post it on the coffee shop bulletin board and let people see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I, I, I try to remember that. I'm, I'm going to... Because I have three books. I, I put out my first book 27 years ago. You know, and and I was working with, with, with a couple of guys earlier this year, and he found one, one of my books, and he told me that he didn't know I have books because when I come to the open mic, I don't work with any book. I don't promote any book. I, you know, I, I barely tell people my, my, my name, you know. I, I go up there and just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mhm. Yeah, which, which, which is not, you know, it, I'm, I'm very reclusive. I've always been very reclusive, and that is where I thrive. You know, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable and at peace by myself, and you know, and in my, in, in the silence. I, I love the silence. It, it gives, you know, it whispers. You know, yeah. I, I do. It, I'm a loner. I I I never been married. Um, I, I always think that I was destined to be a loner because there was things in life I didn't understand. Just like what you were talking about all year, the deceitfulness. I saw the deceitfulness in, in my youth, since when my youth, since like five, three, two. And my and my grandmother taught me to have, to to be weary of. Of, of the seedfulness and of the barometer by which I lived my life. And when I started writing, I was writing to document my thought process because I knew that I was, you know, I was I was thinking for myself and and I wasn't going to be, be led by, you know. My grandmother taught me just to, to question everything. And I realized that liars don't like to be questioned. And when people are talking the truth, honest people don't mind being questioned. They call it your interpersonal truth. But when they say truth people, no, you don't. 
they don't want to be Christian. So that is how I really, you know, came to be who I am. And that's why I started writing to document my life and and my thoughts. Process. And I love who I am. I love my life. Well, we love that you share it with us. So thank you. Life is a shame, my friend, because you cannot have a party by yourself. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you you can enjoy yourself by yourself, but but the real beauty of life is is to talk, is to engage people. Yes. It's to engage people, talk to people, you know, smile, you know. It's healthier for us, you know. We are social creatures, you know, and that is why you, as you were saying earlier, as bad as as bad as it might be. There is always, it's getting better. Because, mm-hmm. because we hope. We, we don't go to bed and hope to die. You know? We go to bed and hope to wake up. And hope to wake up to a better day, a brighter day. And, and women does this for sure. And that's why I, I advocate for women, because women gives us hope. Yeah, women are full of hope. And, and God bless them. Because we need a lot of hope. We need hope every day, like food, like oxygen. We do, that's for sure. You know, we do. And, you know, I'm, yeah, that's why I, I, I promote the truth. So I've got to promote women. Anyway, Naila, I'm not going to hold up the microphone. I know you probably got a couple of people to come on. And I'm going to tell the people right. where they can find me. Exactly, please. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Look for the Lion logo. I have, and my page is, uh, my sunglasses is my, is, uh, my trademark look. And find me on Instagram, you know, I have the same name, and you can, and I'm going to put my books up on Nyla's page, there you can find him, Poetry for Thought, book one, two, and three. No, volume one, two, and three. Volume of book, I just did the same thing. Granville John Hedrington, Poetry for Thought, volume one, two, and three, with, with, with number four coming soon. So thank you, everyone out there, and thank you very much, Nyla, for having me. Happy to be here every time, and I appreciate you greatly. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Appreciate you, too, very, very much. And we will talk to you next week. Absolutely, as long as life gives. All right, hon. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so our last caller from the evening is looks like is Miss Noreen, so I'm going to give her a heads up and give her time to get to her uh, John. her um, 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 phone. <laughs> okay, so remind you guys that if you missed the workshop at the beginning, you can come back and listen to the archive once the show is over and get all of your prompts and your writing assignments for the week. And we're going to be bringing on Noreen now to help us close out the show. 
If you have any questions on putting together those workshops, shoot me a message, and I would love to get some done. We've only got three of them on here right now, so we need some more. And let's go ahead and grab Ms. Noreen. 863, you are on the air. Um, Hello, Nyla. This is Noreen. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing good, and you? I'm doing really well. That's good. Okay. And 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 um for tonight um I have Gary's poem called Now and Forever Our Love. I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love, and she has mine. The end. That's so beautiful. So yes, sweet. Yes, Yes. I love all his poetry. <laughs> we all do, as yes. we love him and yes. we love you. What of yours are you going to share, honey? Okay. Um, This is one of my older ones called Ode to Silence. Okay. Um, um, Silence gives us meditation to think of where, what, when, why, how we're going to do it. Silence gives us a chance to grow, to mature into something beautiful. Silence is not ugly, not bad, only beautiful, only good. Silence can be golden, pure ecstasy if you want it. Give the silence thumbs up. Silence is quietness, solitude, serene, calm. Silence is a morning solo walk, admiring the beauty around me. Silence is yoga and meditation. We need to be silent more often, for silence is the next best thing to do. The end. Very, very good words to listen to there in that poem, you guys. Fantastic okay, job, you. Noreen. Thank you. Do you want to read a second one? Um, okay, I'll find one real quick. Okay. Okay, here's one called A Romantic Night. Our hands intertwined, our hearts and our souls became one as we walked side by side. No need for words. We knew what each other was thinking as he let go of my hand. He turned around, gazed into my eyes, then planted gently but firmly loving kiss on my lips beneath the full moon. Now that's what I call a romantic night and oh, Almost nothing can beat that sight. The end. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're very, very welcome. That was beautiful. Thank you. All right, honey. Tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. And you can find um, our books on Amazon.com. And you can find find us on um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot wix dot com front slash poetry 
And you can find Gary on um, uh, oh, Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, and PoetryPoem.com. And you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and um, uh, PoetryPoem.com. And you can also find us on ko-fi.com, and I've been pronouncing it wrong, it's coffee, it's, it's, it's pronounced coffee.com, and, um, and then you can find um, my um, our books and everything on there, um, okay, and then um, you can find us on here every Thursday night, and you can find me hosting the next, um, this coming Saturday, um, 100,000 Poets for Change. And I'll be hosting it, and Max Lynette, a poetess, will be my co-host. And we're going to have a lot. If, if everybody shows up, we'll have more than what we did last year. Okay. That's then, incredible. Uh, yes. And then you can also find me on um, on uh, the Poetry Club, and then I have the Facebook Live, but not this Saturday. It will be the uh, following Saturday at um, 5 o'clock every um, Saturday, except this Saturday. And and then you can also find uh, oh what was oh and then I'm gonna have um it, um have a chat with poet Noreen next one is October the seventeenth on a Monday and that's gonna be with Honey Parker. Oh, we love Honey. Yes, yes. And then, then the next one will be you. Well, you're gonna uh, oh you're gonna um interview me and then um. December, um, Jeff Cat, he's going to be on December, and then, um, um, J- January is, um, Soldier Blue Blue, and, um, February is Bernadette, um, Celine, and, and hopefully her brother, and then, um, then April, I don't have nobody in March yet, but in April we'll be Bob McNeil if he's a lot better. Very cool. That, yes. We're going to have to double-check. I need to double-check and make sure I've got our date set and make sure okay. that because, things that, because of the, me being stuck on that mountain for the extra week with COVID, it shifted yes. everything. So I need to still make sure that we're okay on my date with you. Okay. Okay. Um, it's on um, – okay, look in the calendar. Um, Just go ahead and send me a message on it, and I can pull oh. up my calendar and check. Okay. Okay. Okay, I sure All right, will. Okay. All right, and, baby. And thank, okay, thank you. And thank you for everything you do for us, poets. And thank you for having Gary and I on here. Absolutely, our pleasure. You know that. We love you, honey. Thank yes. you. Okay. We'll talk okay, to you next welcome. week. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right, our last caller for the evening comes from area code 347. 347, you are on the air. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Hey, Nyla. How you doing, sweetheart? You got in by the I'm skin a... of your teeth, eh? Yeah, better late than never. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad to hear from you. Oh, my God. You have no idea. I miss you. I'm just like, I want to sit down and have like a 10-hour like conversation with you right now. There's so much I want yeah, to know, I but I can't do that on the oh. air. It's so much I want to know, too, because you've been like Indiana Jones. Maybe. <laughs> I'm big and scary, big and scary. 
<laughs> well, um, I have a poem. I want to hear it. All right. It doesn't have a title because I didn't title it because I didn't know it. I don't. I didn't title it. Okay. Oh, okay. So my computer died right before I started reading. So I'm just gonna share something or else. <laughs> <laughs> your computer died? How did your computer die? Right, right when I was about to say I was like, <laughs> that was hilarious. All right. Like the battery went dead? Called. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's so funny. I know. Okay, this poem was called, if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. I want to say I love you, but to confine how I feel for you in the four letters of my business be words well. Right now I'm hoping to do better. I'm exposing myself to you. I thought I knew better. Yeah, you sexy, but this is what comes after that. Beyond talking till morning or dawning when things in common turn spiritual bonding, this bigger than that. Mindless chit-chats and, and act zodiacs are way bigger than love. I'm trying to tell you that. In fact, it's the kind of contact that makes the soul react where sensual minds combine and mingle till it makes the spine tingle. You're my divine intention. I'm wishing I could elongate my latitude beyond this dimension that I mentioned my Mission, you and I stay forever in a day. What I, what I used to wish away, you could kiss away when you're gone. I get the blues. I ain't sad. I just can't breathe without you. Does this sound like love to you? Love is an action the brokenhearted used to do. What I feel for you is oceanic, meaning it's deathless, meaning if you submerge yourself in it, it'll leave you breathless. I want to drown in it. I mean, I can't swim. I, I just want to float around in it. And this ain't love. They say love is magic, but then you find out magic don't exist. It's mostly tricks and this. And this is life. I like you. Meaning it would equate to death if I was apart from you. But I could only die if I was apart from you. And we bonded at the soul. I'm a part of you. They say only fools fall in love. But now don't love sound like a trap for you fall for the bait and never get your heart back? Nah. <laughs> nah. This is bigger than that because you didn't steal my heart. It's been ransacked and this, this ain't love. They say love is blind, but I see you clearly. 
I get visions and apparitions when you're not near me. They say you don't know what you had from the storm. But they were wrong. I've been right here treasuring you all along. And if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. But until that day, I love you. I've been in pain. I love you too. That was so sweet. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't for me. Well, damn it. Just warn me those things. That was really beautiful. I love the part. You know, I, and you, I think that you've used that in a, another poem that you've written where you say, I life you. Or was it this yeah. one? It was this one. It was this one. I've said this before. That's that, I, like, I love that line. <laughs> you know, I love that line because it means after all of, all, you know, it just, it's all of it. I love you now with your perky boobs. I love you later when you get dentures. I love you after that when, you know, we don't even know what, you know, area code your boobs are in anymore. Um, <laughs> right. You know, when you're when you're taking your last breath, when you burn dinner, when you, you know, it's it's all of it. It's life. You know, it's it's everything that life brings. There's so much encompassed in that one line, and throughout that entire piece, they're saying the exact same thing. You know, even though you're absolutely, I mean, and it's just, it's like, it's not an option. Yeah. You know, know, every woman in the world wants to feel like being without them is not an option. Every woman deserves that. Every man deserves that. Indeed. You know, sometimes I think, I, I I make mention of that in the poem, but I think love is just too small a word to encompass all of those things that are happening when the group of emotions or the things that are happening that we put under that umbrella we call love is happening. Because I feel like love is so much bigger than our definition of it. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Was I the last one? You are the last one. You get to read another one if you want. Really? Really? Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Should we read our collab we started writing years ago? My computer is all on my computer. (laughs) The press buttons and stuff. I was reading that the other day. I was going through some old files and found that one was reading that. I was like, what in the hell was I thinking? I could never have read that out loud to people. I mean, that was the intent that it was going to be so shocking. It was just going to remember. But I'm reading yeah. that. It's like, holy. <laughs> I'm ruthless. <laughs> and you were dishing it right back. It was, it was pretty crazy. I still think we should finish that just... So we can say we did. It was fun. Okay, wait. I'm going to have I mean, and who, how many people can say that they've written erotica with a nun, right? <laughs> a flying nun at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. 
All right. So I'm, I'm um, trying to stall so you can find your poem. Did it work? Uh, it helped a little bit. I'm going to say a poem is very old, but I don't know if I've ever read it here. I've said it here. I've cited it here. I don't think so. So I'm going to share it here. But this poem is ancient, but I don't think I've I don't think I've ever shared it here. So it's for final warning. I'm ready. When you ready, you ready. I'm ready. All right. A murder. Like, like anthrax. I'm big time. That's IMAX. My sentences are structured to help me vocalize my climax. Now your ears infected or sublimely affected. I toss blocks in your brain till temples erected. I deflect dyslexic rhetoric. Got boomerang slang for your ignorant benefit. Dice swords at these breathing flocks of billboards. Brainless zombies don't alarm me. Just like painted politicians didn't disarm me. I'm trapped between God and the devil's army. I know that went over your head like halos. No angels, circles, no angles. Just noose, dangle, and your mind's been strangled. But I'll wait till they gravitate to hate me or use elementary psychology to try to sedate me. Sleeping gas, I'm snoring too. You're boring. Ooh, I mean, why you think I'm ignoring you? My fistful flows are like shots from elbows or blows from pistols. So before you quit to pick me to spit flows, you better check my credentials. I'm homicidal with pens and pencils. Lots of people climb to the top to get dropped out of windows. I can only assume you hate it. I leave notebook pages illuminated. Recycle your mentals rejuvenated. This is knowledge inscription written in a painful rendition. On that road to perdition, watch me doctor ignorance prescription. Overdose you, burn fire on everything I'm close to. This ensures purification. Here's a shot of adrenaline. Wake up from your lyrical sedation. I go at it like a flow addict. If my eyes are glazed, that's purple haze. You dope soliloquies, but now you smoke in a higher grade. You want some juice? Well, your poems are minute made. Linguistically, I'm a renegade with Moorish blood. You've been afraid. Walk through pain. Well, that's how men are made. And no matter how many spits my pen has made, my tongue is sharp as razor blades. I blow mines, that's hand grenades, and cut notebooks like hands of spades. Did I really say I cut notebooks like hands of spades? You'll see sometimes even I'm amazed how I can just take a page, shake your brain off the gauge, go with me. I'm where the South Bronx meets poetry, and I'll always say that I was written in pain, so you know it's me. I was running in pain. <laughs> Are you sure that was you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it was me. There's never a doubt it's you, love. <laughs> well, thank you, Nyla. You're welcome. So what's been going on in your life since the last time we talked to you? Man, a lot of stuff. I know, um, and I can't say any of it on the air because I don't know, and I want to know everything. But tell us what you can we tell have us. To talk. 
we have to speak off yeah. air, and then we'll have uh, we'll do this conversation again on air once we've made the edits. Okay, okay, that works for me. So, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'll be free after five. And my last message to you, I put my number. Well, you have my number right now. So, uh-huh. I do have your number. I've had your number for years. Eat your heart out, girls. Right. Um, so th- that would be yeah, 3 so o'clock my time? That would be 3 o'clock your time. I'll be free. And, yeah, we can, uh, we can catch up. I will I probably already be back up on the mountain at 3. I'm going back up. I've got to go up You're going back? tomorrow. I'm, I'm going, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I hear, I heard, I hear things. Like what? All right. I hear about encounters with wildlife. Okay. So this is what happened. <laughs> okay. I have because you know I do paleontology. I'm into, I play with dead things, right? I like fossils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a group, a women's group that I work with, and. Uh, I have a girlfriend that owns a gold mine claim up on Bohemia Mountain, which is like deep woods, wild woods. It's not a campground. There's no campfire ring. You don't have a toilet there. You've got uneven ground and bushes, and you know you're in you're in deep the deep woods, deep woods, scary woods. Anyway, so okay. every year I take a group of girls and we go up and we go camp out on Lynn's gold mine. And we pan gold, and we go up and we, you know, blow up things and do, you know, hard rock mining and looking for gold. We have fun, right? A bunch of unruly women. It is very cool. I can't even tell you how cool it is. But so this year we get up there, and we're sitting around. We can't have a campfire because there's a band, so we have my propane fire pit out there. And a deer comes into camp, right? Okay. A little deer, just this side of camp. And it's like, oh, we heard a noise. What was it? Oh, look, there's a deer. But then right behind it, we heard big noises and noises that were not a deer. So this was on like the third night of the trip. And we know that there's bear in the area. And I've encountered bears there before. And we've had bears come into camp and rip up our food and all that. But that's just a bear. You know, I wasn't worried about the bear. This was something different than a bear because... Bears at this time of year are not tracking deer. So what else? So it was a mountain lion. Oh my god! So we're sitting there, and knowing that we were in cougar country and bear country, one of the things that we did on the first day is I passed out these safety notebooks to the girls. I told them who would be carrying firearms, and that if they heard the bear horns, which is basically like those super loud air horns you hear at games, if you heard those go mm-hmm. off, immediately roll off your air mattress in your tent, roll off your air mattress, and lay flat on the floor. Because if we had to take a shot at something, we don't want to, you know, pop their air mattress and, you know, accidentally get them. So, you know, if you hear the, if you hear the air horn, listen for my call. This is not a drill. Get on the floor. So... We toot the air horn, and we listen, and all hell broke loose in the bushes. So mm-hmm. we toot the bear horn again, and, I, you know, this is not a drill. Everyone, you know, get down on your tents. And there are three, four, five, six. There's six of us sitting out at the campfire. Everybody else had already gone to bed. 
So there's me with my, my, my beautiful 38. I love that gun so much. So I'm sitting there with my 38 in one hand and an air horn in the other. Lynn, the claim owner, is sitting there with her 9mm in her hand <laughs> and the flashlight. And behind us, Pat, or, uh, oh, God, oh, name just went away. Anyway, she's standing behind us, and she's holding an air horn and um, a motion detector light. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're very lethal weapons. But see, any time I'm camping in the deep woods, I take motion detector lights with me and put them around the perimeter so I know if it's just creeping up on me, right? Because normally I camp alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... They're all behind us. The other three girls are behind us because they don't have anything and they've been drinking and they're just like being scared and giggling. And <laughs> we toot the air horn again. And on the ridge, right, we were camping right above the creek and there's a, uh, a hill on the other side. So on the other side of the creek and up on the hill, we hear the mama cougar call for her baby. Oh. So obviously they were tracking that deer. The deer came up to camp thinking it was going to be safer up there because deer come into camp all the time when they're getting stalked. They learn that that's a safe place because the animals won't come up near humans. So the deer have learned to go up there. It happens all the time. So separate. the mom got separated from her juveniles. They aren't babies anymore this time of year. They're juveniles. So she got separated from her juveniles. So every time... I let out that air horn. She called her baby. She never moved. She stayed up on the ridge. But her babies are somewhere wandering around by camp. So we waited and, you know, it's like, okay, let's stop blowing the horns so that the babies get scared. Let's be quiet and let the babies go find mama. So for about 40 minutes, we all just, you know, were real quiet and the three girls that were behind us, they went and got in the car that was real close, and they're sitting in the car. So it's just Lynn and I out there, and we're brandishing our firearms, just, you know, acting like we're, you know, Laura Croft or something. And um, about 40 minutes go by, and we don't hear anything, right? So it's like I tooted the horn. I didn't hear anything. So it's like, okay, guys, you know, all's clear. And I said, you know, just so you know, the, you know, the cougar was really close to camp. If you're more comfortable, you may want to sleep in your cars tonight. And some of the girls just yawned and went back to sleep. And a couple other ones decided, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping in my tent. Especially the girl was sleeping right next to where the deer came into camp. She wasn't sleeping in her tent, so she went to get this stuff out of her car. Well, her car's parked beside her tent and pointing downhill into the bushes. So she gets her sleeping bag out of her tent and goes to get into her car, and a deer comes running right by her car and followed by the cougar. Why? And there, one of the girls says, that's a deer, and it's like, no, that's not a deer, that's a cougar. So the one girl starts screaming at it, and one of the other girls opened up the door for her RV, and they get in the RV where they're safe. And so I lay on that air horn again and mama cougar still up on the ridge has not moved exact same place starts calling again so after all that time of us sitting there and being super quiet they still hadn't moved on they were still there so it's like you know lynn said well maybe we better uh 
maybe we break it in our trucks. So we all slept in our vehicles that night, except for the two girls that had that were sick and didn't want to move, stayed in their tent. But yeah, it was crazy. So then it was time to come home. All right, I'm packing up. A couple of the girls left early. I'm packing up, getting ready to leave. Someone shows up at camp to warn us that one of the girls that left early had COVID, tested positive for COVID. So we're fucked. We're stuck up on the mountain for 10 more days because we have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we're stuck up on the mountain. Christopher comes up and drops off COVID tests, a couple of bottles of blueberry wine, some groceries, some um, some uh, vitamins and medicine and stuff for us, and has to turn around and leave us up there 10 days up on the mountain next to the cougar and all this stuff. So a whole bunch of other stuff happened, but the last day we were there, I'm laying in my truck, right? I've been sleeping in my truck, and I've got my 38 on my lap because there had been some people messing around earlier that day up on the road, and and I feel a thump on the back of my truck, and I think it's one of those people coming down to mess with the camp. But it wasn't. It was a cougar. We got up in the morning, and because I had washed my hair and my washing hair thingy off the back of my truck that night before, there was all mud, and we get out there, and there's cougar tracks all over the back of my truck, all over behind her IV and going, or RV and going down into the... So the cougar came up and like was checking out the back of my truck. And yeah, so, yeah, that's my story. That that was our thing. It was a lot of fun. But because we had to leave early, and we all, we were, we didn't get everything taken down from the camp. And we didn't have to leave early because we were all anxious to leave early because we all tested negative and could go home, right? And we only had the two vehicles left up there. We couldn't clean the camp. We couldn't bring everything off the, the claim for the year. So we're going up there again this weekend to clear off the claim for the year and close down the claim and bring all the gold mining equipment down and stuff back to Lynn's house. And So, yeah, I am going back up there tomorrow. <laughs> Long well, story, huh? Yeah, but make sure you take your cougar repellent. <laughs> you know, I, I camp so much on my own. I'm usually, I never go with groups. I only go with a group once a year. And I'm out in the middle of God knows where for, you know, long periods of time. And I'm real smart about things like that. A, a couple of years ago, I had a wolf come into my camp when I was up near Chehalis in Idaho. And uh, that was really cool. And I was more worried that the, that the wolf was going to do something stupid and make me shoot him because I knew that whatever I whatever route I took, I would take care of him before he got to me, you know, even though he was, like, really super close. But I just, you know, but the cougar, a cougar can leap 40 feet. That was something totally different. That The wolf wouldn't have closed ground fast enough for me not to react. A cougar does. That, that, that was a little unsettling, unsettling I'm not going to lie, but it was, like, exhilarating at the same time. But I'm, I'm always careful. I'm very cautious. I am, you know, bear bells. Uh, ask that. Yeah, I, it's so funny. They were all calling me a mother hen because I, I wouldn't let them leave the camp without a horn or bear bells or something on them. And if they did, I had to chase them down and say, did you, where, did you okay, here, you forgot this. Because <laughs> people just don't think. They don't think, you know, they think camping. They think, you know, I'm going to go stay at the campground. They don't understand that when you go into the deep woods, it's something completely different. We're still on the air, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. Uh, But this was great. 
this is a poem, you know. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was free verse, guys. We this was totally planned. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what so, happened. It was pretty crazy. That was awesome. That's an awesome story, and I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you survived it with all your limbs. Yeah, with all my limbs. It's not as cool as being able to stay in Poe's house, but it was cool. Well, Nyla. Yes. I guess this is the part where we say goodbye. Yes, and I I tell you that I will call you on Monday because that's when I'll be home. I, now, now, listen, I can't you call you on my way to the mountain. Now. You have to call me Monday because if you don't, now I'm going to be worried. I'm going to think you ended up cougar food. <laughs> you know, the truth of it is, is cougars, have you ever heard of someone getting eaten by a cougar? No. They maul us because we surprise them or we get too close to their babies. They'll jump on us to make us go away or they'll maul us when we surprise them. But they don't eat us because we smell horrible. Think about all the crap we put in our bodies, right? Yeah, yeah. And think, imagine what we smell like to someone who's, you know, they're, they're, they get yummy venison. And then they smell us with Twinkies in us. They don't want us. We, we, we smell nasty and we taste worse. Bears, on the other hand, they'll eat shit. They don't care. They will numb you to hell and back and not leave bones. Bears will eat anything, so they don't care that we smell bad. But cougars, they won't but eat you. You probably taste like green popsicles. So maybe that, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that was it. You know what? It's time to end this show. I do eat green. I just ate a green popsicle today, my lime popsicles. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Yum. You know, I taste really um, bad. I, I, I'm, I'm, I eat, but I love Brussels sprouts. I eat eggplant and figs. That's it. Ugh. I love you, Carlos. I miss you. I love you, too. I'll be looking forward to your call, and I will try my best to get here next week a little earlier. Just as, I don't care when you get here. Just get here. I will get here. All right. I love you, baby. Bye, Nyla. Love you, too. Bye, honey. Bye. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show, Slash Nature, uh, rem, rem, Reminiscing, Whatever. Uh, yeah, but it's my show. I do what I want, right? I'm going to close the show with a piece by, let's see, this one, which one haven't we done in a while? Oh, let's do The Ant by Emily Kagan Trenchard. Here we go. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you, everybody. The Ant. I kill the same ant every day, and every day he acts surprised as if he doesn't recognize my beechwood desk by the smell of his own ghost. I think, what a gift, this blank page of a mind, to awake each day from a garden bed, see the world of brick and infinite height, and think, yes. Every day, my bald finger misses him on the first poke, and he panics, his aimless perambulations, now a frantic sprint for his very existence, and I wonder what, in his very countable collection of thoughts, tugs his heart into terror at its passing. Is it the new cut smell, the dewy give, the familiar path through rotting wood boards into the garden's belly, second tunnel on the left where he stores what he carries home? Perhaps all of his dear and wild moments come again in turn. What a gift that would be.
On my second stab, I hit him. And in classic human form, dramatically underestimate how much force it will take to press him out. Like him, there are elements of this drama plucked clear from my memory each night. I marvel at his resilience, his perfect construction, wriggling free and running off again across a photo of myself and a girlfriend mugging for the camera, my eyebrow cocked as if to say, Really? Again today? It's the third try that gets him. Two fingers fiddling, spindling him into a ball and then flick into a trash bin at my knee. It is for my sake that he comes back each day. A small reminder from the blank and possible world that when the time comes, you'd better have something good to flash before your eyes and a reason to run like hell. <laughs>